We're here. It's happening. It's Wednesday, and it's another episode. How you doing, guys? What's up? How you feeling? You feeling good? You're halfway through the week, dude. All right? And I'm going to get you closer to the weekend. It is it Veterans Day weekend this weekend? No. No, it's, no way. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Um, my brother's coming down from the army, so he has a four-day weekend. So maybe it is. I'm not sure. Anyway, dude, it's 30 seconds in, and this intro is already totally off the rails. Don't know where I'm going, but that's all right, man, because that's kind of what Wednesday feels like sometimes, isn't it? This is going to be a quick little intro. I got to go to work. I'm always about to be late. That's kind of my MO. Feels good. Should I change it? Yes. Am I getting to the point in my life where I am cementing things about my personality that will probably be really hard to change? Yep. So, probably just going to be a late guy. And you know what? I'm okay with that. There's other, there's other things that are worse than just being the late guy. Right? Like being the guy that gets in fights at bars. Stupidly. Guys that punch walls. I had some friends like that in college. So fucking stupid. Why would you? I've never been so angry that I was like, I'm going to break my hand right now to get the anger out. And you know when you're doing it. Like, you have to see red, I guess, to then go up. Oh, well, let's punch a wall and um, break some knuckles because that'll be cool to tell people. And no one's ever like, fuck, dude. Dude, you were so angry you couldn't control your emotions and you punched an inanimate, inanimate object, ended up breaking your hand and cost yourself money? Oh, dude, that's fucking sick, man. You have no control over yourself. Awesome. No one says that. Anyway, like I said, quick. This is the We're All Psychos podcast. This is Dylan Palladino. Should I have introduced myself earlier? Yeah, but are you guys all here for the ride? Fuck yes, you are. All right? That's what's good. That's what this podcast is about. And today, we have Raina Greenberg. She kills it. It's a great episode. I immediately connected with her. Man, we have a good talk. We get into all kinds of shit. It's long. It's going to cover your commute to work and from work. And you're going to listen to both halves, and you're going to fucking love it, all right? That's what I'm telling you right now. If you're a listener of Raina's podcast, Girls Gotta Eat, hey, man, welcome. What's up? Yo, do me a favor. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, point at yourself. Me? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Number one, you're beautiful, okay? You're, you're looking good. You might have woken up today and been like, am I looking good? Nah, you're looking good, dude. You're beautiful. And number two, I want you to go to your your podcast app, whatever you're on Spotify, hit that subscribe button, right? Hit that follow button. I guarantee you, you will not be let down. Okay? And if you are, guess what, baby? I am contactable. Go ahead and and tell me you're discontent. I'll read it, dude. I'll give you a heart. Maybe even I'll fire back. All right? But I'm here. Subscribe, man. Give me a review. That shit feels good. Put some positivity into someone else's life. All right? But above all else, 
enjoy this show. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the people who continue to listen, who continue to reach out every week and tell me what to think about the show. Sometimes you guys might think, oh, he's sick of hearing it. Guess what, man? I'm not. I love all you guys, and I mean that, okay? And guess what? You guys are beautiful too. And honestly, you're glowing, all right? I don't say that about everyone, but you're glowing. You're glowing, and you're... You're going to continue to, you know what, you should get away from mirrors because you're going to maybe blind someone, is what I'm saying. All right? The YouTube for this episode will be out probably Friday or Saturday. Uh, I'm going to Philly tonight with Hannah Burner, previous guest. That's going to be sick as hell. If you're in Philly, come to the live show, all right, and say what's up. I would appreciate that. That would feel good. But besides that, guess what, man? We're five minutes in. This has been a good enough intro. If you're from Girls Gotta Eat, you're like, okay, I'm intrigued by this guy. What is this show? I'm going to listen. Maybe I'm going to download the one before with Allie Brown, see what it's about. Okay, let's do it. Time to work. Time to do this. Time to what? Time to do. <laughs> time to start this episode. Without further ado, hear those words you love to hear. Please welcome Raina Greenberg. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? We're all psychos. Crazy man. Do you like that? Do you like that? With Dylan Paladino. We're here. We're doing it. Raina Greenberg is here. What's up? Hi. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Had a, had a little bit of a mishap with the with the Uber getting here, right? I just said, you know, if you could make a U-turn, and he was like, <laughs> I could, or I could circle around the block for 20 minutes, pull mm-hmm. up in front of your house again, and then Got make it. you 30 minutes late. And you were like, that, the second one. The second one. You like, let's do the second one mm-hmm. instead. That one feels like it would make everyone happier. I want to sit in the back of this cab just in like a rage on okay. my way to do this. Do you, do, you, uh, do you get that quiet rage? Only when I'm getting my period, and then I shouldn't Ooh, be in public. Really? It's just like one day... Every okay, so you're, 30 days. It's not that bad. Oh, but not still at all. 12 more days a year than guys have to experience. <laughs> On the regular. Yes. We get like short spurts of rage, mm-hmm. but not that like and you know and there's nothing you can do about it. You know it's coming. But I know? do at least I realize that that's what's happening and I realize that does what that I'm help? feeling is not rational and so that does help a lot. It does. Okay. Yeah, absolutely cuz you're like I don't feel like this the other days of the month. Like this is this is just like a chemical imbalance in my brain. I'm being crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like uh I I have to I I can try and fight this but also I can I'm just going to give in to <laughs> The red rain yeah, for yeah. a day. Or, and just not be in public, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's raining today also. It's good to just A lot of seamless. Yeah. 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 A lot of people doing favors for you. You order yeah. a lot of seamless? No, I'm saying when you're I'm asking on you, rage. Um, not really, honestly. I We were talking about this before we started. Like, I am very frugal in terms of doing shit that I feel like I could just do on my own. And so, more than 10 minutes away, I'll, like, order. Mm-hmm. But... Most of the time, I'm like, I can go walk and grab it. And Westside Market? Yeah, if it was like Westside Market, which is far as fuck, I'd like, I would order it on Oh, really? Seamless. I go there every day. Yeah. Where is that? It's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them on Third Avenue, but I go to the one in the East Village. Oh, yeah, no. That's, 
I don't even think I've been. Was, do they have good food? Oh my god! Really? Like forty-five kinds of soup. It's my favorite place. Oh, are you a big soup person? I'm. I, all I did was talk about soup. I went on Andrew Collins podcast oh, recently. Oh, tell me about soup. All I did was talk about soup. Tell me about soup. Okay, what's your? What what's, would you like to know about soup? Okay, wh- uh, what's what's your favorite soup? Mm-hmm. What are the emotions that it gives you? <laughs> okay, and <laughs> um, have you thought about when you're like in the twilight years of your life? opening up a soup restaurant. And I like, wouldn't open a restaurant. If there was like some scenario where somebody's like, you probably will die unless you open a soup restaurant or okay. any restaurant, I would probably just choose death. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't want to put time into that. No, There's no way. It's like an 80% fail rate for restaurants. God, is it really that high? Yeah, it's really, really high. Oh, and the margins are crazy thin. And like, yeah, how does I just wouldn't make do money? it. You don't. It's just like a, it's like a public service to the to the community. Yeah, I see. So, I see all these restaurants open, mm-hmm. and then I go, like number one for the first two months, they're just giving deals so people know about them, mm-hmm. and then they up their prices, and then you go, well, I'm not going there anymore because it was good for eight dollars, but I want a sandwich now for twelve fifty, mm-hmm. and then you go, how do they stay around? But then some of them are around for like six years. Um, do you think it's capital from outside, or do you think some people there are enough people in New York? I could talk to you about this forever because I worked yes. in restaurants like my whole life, and then I worked on the tech side where I like worked for like technology companies and I supported hear restaurants. It. Um, so I could tell you all about it. But um, restaurants make like an eight percent profit margin. Eight percent. If you're great, if you are a great restaurant, your profit margin is eight to nine percent. Fuck. Yeah. Are we talking even about like the Shake Shacks of the world where everyone's obsessed with it? Quick service restaurants have a, have a lower, um, probably have a higher profit margin because their labor costs are lower. Got it. Okay. Uh, because they're just pumping it out. They're not waiting on people. But like a Del Frisco's. It's probably. Probably pulling it, in maybe 7% because their their food costs are super high because all of their food is really, really expensive. Hold on, wait. So if, the, if they make gross a million dollars in a year, you're telling me. They net 8% of that. Fuck. <laughs> They're only making 80, 70 G's? About that, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, like, would you take that deal? I wouldn't. I, n- not to get, I'd have to really like making food. Yeah, really like it. I would, I would, I think I would only open a restaurant if I thought it was going to be like a chain, like Dig In or whatever, which is now just Dig, I guess. For real? Yeah, they've changed it to Dig. Wow, they've which changed. I like Dig In more. You know what I mean? It just, it feels better. Dig in feels it's the mm-hmm. act, yeah. you know. Yeah. Dig, I get it. Beats, ground, dirt, mm-hmm. all natural. That stuff's good, but like, I wanna, you know. Yeah. And it was in, and I always, I don't know why, but I was always like, uh, I get it because it's a. They in. took one of the words out. Now you don't want it. And am I still gonna go a thousand percent? Okay. <laughs> am I still gonna spend money on them? Yes, but okay. I will say I will tell them I'll do the thing where I'm like, you know, I really liked, it. I don't really like dig in. More. You're gonna tell the person who like gets the <laughs> minimum wage to to make your salads <laughs> that you don't like the name yeah, of the restaurant. Them. He's like, yeah. "Thank you, sir, for I your input." Yeah, I won't blame it on them, but I'll be like, mm-hmm. "I'll be like, what do you think?" And they'll be like, "I really liked." And I'll be like, oh. "Or they'll be like, oh, I like the new dig." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay." Uh-huh. And then maybe they won't charge me for the extra meatball that I got. Or maybe you know? they'll tell somebody who tells somebody who tells mm-hmm. somebody at the top, and then you will have won. All of a sudden, digging will come back. Mm-hmm. It'll be like the IHOB scandal. Oh yeah. That was like a fake thing, right? That was a, I yeah. Hub? I thought it was. There's more there, by the way. Um, Thank you. It's a little heavy. Uh, I thought they were like real, but I knew it was like bullshit. But at the same time, I was like, I mean, 
IHOP could be stupid enough to think that they should start making hamburgers. So they did. Um, so they did. So they did. They paid me to promote it. They did? I went to an event with the chef, oh, uh, the corporate shit. chef of IHOP. Oh, my God. He made all the burgers for us. They okay. were phenomenal. They were good burgers? There were so many different kinds. Damn. Yes. Did they have like a burger with syrup and strawberries all over it? <laughs> that would be disgusting. That would be fucking gross. It's fucking IHOP, you know? But they should make a burger with pancake buns. Yeah. I'd fuck with that. Yeah, they already have the, the I mean donut burgers and, exist. And they have they have donut burgers? I think so. I'm just in my they mind. Have, I've seen the donut fried chicken. chicken sandwich. Yeah, so why and not? Honestly, burgers? I would I mean I'd do that. I'd fuck with that. I would fuck with that. Yep. I fuck with the uh what's the McDonald's one? The the morning um with it has it has the pancake buns. It's called the McGriddle. Uh huh. McGriddle. <sighs> I've got that. Okay. I don't eat McDonald's anymore. I've I probably been to McDonald's four times in my life. That's good. Yeah. You, know, you should like be screaming that out of pride, not like <laughs> no embarrassment. I I think it makes me less relatable. McDonald's is fucking trash. It really is, honestly. And I think people like our age aren't. We're not. No one's stoked about McDonald's. McDonald's was cool in like the nineties. Yeah, remember like when you were really it was you know you would you'd go and get like a kids tour or like the fries were good there, mm-hmm. and then uh, Super Size Me came out and everyone was like, oh shit, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> The and fact then, that people pretended they didn't know that, though. All right, so what what burger chain do you fuck with? If you had to pick one, uh, probably In and Out. Okay. It, and so I like to I I judge re- restaurants or all not only fast food restaurants but restaurants in general. I think there's three criteria on how you rate them. Okay. It has to be, and this is for sorry fast food, not all because uh, time can be longer for other ones. Um, speed. Okay. Okay. How good it is. And price. If you have two of those good, that's a really good place. Okay. If you hit all three, then you're in and out. Okay. Because <laughs> in and out, super fast, uh-huh. very well priced, and it's good. It's not the best burger in the fucking world. People like to be like, oh, this is better. Dude, the burger is an eighth of an inch thick. All right. It's meat. There's cheese on it, which I can't eat anymore. Like, Unfortunately, you are you lactose intolerant. It, yes, kind of. Okay. It makes my face break out. It sucks. All right, I don't wow. like talking about it. It's embarrassing. Whatever, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm egotistical. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Okay. I haven't had it in a while. One time I did. I straight up was like, "Well, oh, I can't talk to anyone for two days." How it's old were you? Bad. How old were you? You discovered this allergy two years ago. How old are you now? Twenty-seven. Okay. So I was like twenty-five, all and right. I went to Thanksgiving, and I had um, this was actually right after I got arrested on Thanksgiving. We're gonna talk about that in JFK. <laughs> At a at eight a.m. What did you do? I brought a gravity blade in my backpack by accident. I don't know what that is. Gravity blade is a knife that when you press uh, the button to open it, it okay. snaps up. It's got a, it's spring loaded. So you brought a it's, weapon to the airport. <laughs> someone called a weapon. I would call it a tool that I used for my job. That's what terrorists to say saran too. Wrap. Yeah, terrorists would be like, I would okay. call it. You might call it okay. um, a bomb. I, I I call it a tool. Exactly. Okay. Now we are not going to compare myself. Compare me to others who were trying to do harm. I was simply self-harming. Yes. No, I was simply late and forgot okay. and dumb. Didn't check it. It was completely my fault. You know. In your defense, like airlines rarely ever like um catch these things. I was proud of them. Like I've had like switchblades in my bag, not on purpose. I've had like wine openers. I've had a ton of lighters. They don't ever catch that. Lighters I don't think they care about a lot. No. Um they're supposed to, but I think a lot of times they're like, okay, whatever. Uh, cork, they're like weirdly very strict about 
like uh, wine keys wine and all keys. that stuff. Yeah, because it's like I've a, had a bunch taken. Uh-huh. Even though the knife is literally like a micro penis and couldn't do nothing, you know. Yeah. But hey, and but I've gotten those through a couple times. This knife. It was not getting through. Okay, so you got arrested at the I airport. I got arrested. By the way, this was also a knife that, like, three months earlier, I had left on my backpack, forgotten about, had flown to L.A., back to New York, to North Carolina, and then on the way up from North Carolina, they found it. And they were like, oh, uh, you can't, you can't have this. But in North Carolina, they're so cool that they're like, here you go, man. There's a, a box over there. You can put it in there and we'll send it back to you for $15. They're so Second Amendment heavy. Yes, they're like, very you chill. Just, yeah, exactly. You, they're like, this is. Take a gun. The guy was like, this is a nice knife. Yeah. He's like, oh, so you want my gun? And yeah, I was like, absolutely. okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have some bullets too. Why don't we load it? Exactly. Yeah, they load it. We did firing. Yeah, we did firing range. It was great. Yeah. Um, that we used minorities there. to fire Exactly. At. Yeah, we fired a bunch of minorities. Yeah, that's... <laughs> please, no one pull that clip of me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real bad. Um, no, they, they... But what I realized when the guy found it was that it had been in my bag to and from LA and down in North Carolina. Okay. So no one else had found it. So I was like, oh, I'd been traveling with a weapon all the time. So technically, the TSA is like one for six with that knife. Okay. Like they only found it or two, two out of six times. Which is great. Yes. I still wasn't going to do anything. But I did think in my head, I had the potential to pull that out of my, my mm-hmm. bag and stab someone. That's kind of weird, you know? A lot of power. A lot of power. You know? I think the worst thing I've kept in my bag is probably like a vibrator through security. What's bad with that? Because if they find it, uh, it's really awkward. Well, are we talking about a, like a small little bullet or like a rabbit? Have you seen how like, small I am? Do you think I'm packing like a 10-inch vibrator? Dude, you never know. No. Opposites attract maybe? The cave inside of me is not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> the shallow cave? Yes, yeah. it's a it shallow did, cave. So we know that the Thai boys were not trapped in your cave no. specifically? No, okay. I, 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 it's little. The yeah? Thing I bring oh, yeah? Me. It's small. Okay. It's more of like a Oh, block. I thought you were measuring your actual cave. I was like, damn, you know how long it it's is? It's also Jeez. probably that small. Um, no, I'll bring like a pocket rocket with me. Those are the best though. Yeah. That's like all, from my experience uh, using with other people, I'm like, that's all you need. That's all you need. I don't need like deep, pen- I don't need like a giant dildo penetrating me. It's just a lot. Yeah. It really is. And I mean, yeah, I've never used it, but I would feel like that'd be a lot to do. It's more work. I don't understand girls who are like, I want a huge dick. What do you want that for? I can't walk for like a day after yeah, that. that, that is, I want like a boyfriend-sized dick. I've heard about boyfriend dick. Yes. I think I have boyfriend dick. I'm looking at your it's hands. Not- <laughs> you do not have boyfriend dick. <laughs> my, okay, so proportionally, my dick is nowhere near as big as it should be they for are, my body. They're gigantic. These are giant hands. I can't stop staring they're at them. They're huge hands. All now, I've been thinking about for 20 minutes is how big is that dong? You know what's crazy though? What? Is that to me, <laughs> my hands seem small. That's like, what, right. but like to me, like people are like, you have big hands and I'm like, no, 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 they're fine. And then I put them on your face and it's yeah. your entire face. So when I'm at home alone and I uh-huh. look in the mirror, I think that I look like a normal sized person Got and it. I'm next to other people. And I'm like, oh, I'm two feet tall. You're you know? very proportional though. I think my legs are long for when a short I, person. When I met you yeah. uh, a couple of days ago, I remember thinking she doesn't seem five foot to me. You're five foot, right? My energy is five two. Yeah, your energy is like five eight. Yeah, wow. In a good way. That's yeah, crazy. It brings it up. Uh-huh. Five eight, five. So five foot, five eight. So you're like you're actually average. You're like a five five and a half. <laughs> yeah. The energy brings it up. Killing it. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't think you were like that's the when people are unproportional. That's when you really notice it. Okay. When you're like, oh shit, that girl has she's she's all legs or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I mean, but even if you your legs on the majority of you, 
You're still only five foot, so it's not like your legs are giants. Well, I do. I have double D boobs also. You have double Ds? Yeah, they're huge. Damn. Oh, yeah. you just pulled the shirt back and I saw it. It was, bill- <laughs> it was billowing out so I couldn't notice. Holy damn. Those are fucking big. That's how I feel about your hands. Wow. I know. Oh, my God. I know. You've got giant tits. I've got giant hands. Wow. My this dick is, so much is in common. not pr- as big as your tits are to your body, to me. <laughs> but also, I'm huge, so like I don't even know. I've never had anyone complain. Okay. I've never had anyone say it was small, but I've also never had someone say like, I've never presented it and a girl been like, damn, which like, oh really? Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? There's worse things in the world. I think that it's weird if you like are out here telling a guy like you have the biggest dick I've ever, they know, men know that they don't have like the biggest dick if they're not the biggest dick. Yeah, but we're very egotistical and we want to be You want to hear it? My, I mean, dude, I'm all about like, tell me how much. You love my dick. You know Literally. what I'm all about? I want to hear every time that I give the best blowjob anybody's ever had. Oh, and I've heard I've that, that my whole life. But men tell me that they tell everybody that. So now no, I don't know. No, 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 no. I've, I won't tell. I mean, I'll never tell a girl like she sucks. Yeah. But there's been, let's see, one, two, probably three girls that I've been like, that was insane. Like, like special. I think yeah. I've said out loud, like, that was insane. <laughs> okay. Or four. And now I'm now remembering one other one. What makes but, it special? Okay. Now, these were insane for different reasons. Okay. One of them was insane because she was, like, going too ham on my dick. Do you know what I mean? Like, all the way down, choking, coughing, crying, like, ah, ah, and I was like, you got to chill because I'm scared for your well-being. Too Fast and Furious. Too, too, too Fast and Furious had <laughs> okay. watched way too much porn right before probably. Okay. And also, to, it got to the point where I, I can't even enjoy it because I'm like, I have 911 on speed dial. Like, I'm about to be worried like, about her. Yeah, like you're asphyxiating. Can I ask you a question? How uh-huh. old was she? 20... Let's see when I first broke up with my, like 24 maybe. Okay, so you, because you said like watching too much porn and I think sometimes like people that are like a little bit, because porn is so proud. I didn't grow up with like a ton of porn. You had to pay for porn when I was growing up and yeah, like websites. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't watch as much of it and so like I didn't have like weird ideas of like sex and blowjobs the way that I think people that are like maybe a decade younger than me do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. they watch like more porn and they're like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think they might. Okay, anyways. So I, I think sh- there's something you can... I think girls can definitely learn from porn, though. For sure. Because those girls like know what they're doing. Uh-huh. But they have to look at it like any movie and go, this is over the top. Totally. Yes. Okay, so like, she was too she much. She was going, too, going okay. ham too crazy. It was Who still else? fun, but like... So then, girl, tongue ring. Oh. That was... I still think about her. <laughs> I, I, what do you like do with the genre? months ago, okay. and I still am like, should I hit her up again? Because we kind of fell off, okay. and then I hit her up again, I think like a month later, and she like, she wasn't giving the vibes of like, let's hang out. It was kind of like, she was keeping the conversation going, but not real. you know what I mean? To like, so she could hit you up at night? No, I think it was just like, I was trying to see, I was like hitting her up, oh, how's work, da, da. she was like, it's great, okay. but I wasn't getting like, uh, keeping the conversation going. Mm-hmm. You know when, when a guy... Is hitting you up, and you know he's trying to sling dick at you, and you're like, I'm going to keep this conversation very platonic, but I'm not going to be like, so what's up with you, or yeah, blah, blah, blah. You're just kind of answering questions and giving. It was that kind of thing. Okay. So I went, all right, she's not done. But. Um, Why was it so good with the tongue ring? I don't think. I think just like she, added pressure? I think it just added like another. I think she was also just like kind of a slut in a good way, like just okay. knew how to like do it, but. 
It was wild. She she pulled out all stops. She <laughs> was she all the way down, looking me in the eyes, pulling it like she was going. She was Oscar worthy performance. Do you like eye contact? I love eye contact. I never. I, I try to think like, what is the guy seeing? And like, I'm just looking up with like. <laughs> teary eyes like I love giving a blowjob I think I really enjoy it but I feel like what is your viewpoint like and that must be weird so I I think what it is is I've realized it's not like I don't need the like this you yeah. know because that's gonna be a weird angle even though like that's honestly 75% of thumbnails on all porn is the girl just like up like this okay. and you see your eyes yeah I think it's the you're doing it taking the break like looking at him and then like yes. I'm about to go like I'm that's to, when you look. I'm going back to work. That's the thing. Great point. Or like when you're pulling it out and you're like, uh, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff where I'm like, damn, this is fucking tight. Yeah, that's you like that, tongue it a bit. That's when the guy yeah. in his head is going, this is fucking tight. She's and a slut, yeah. That, yeah, but like in a, in a good oh way. Oh God, thank God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of thing where like, I didn't realize that one of my exes was, I didn't realize how good she was until we broke up and then uh -huh. I got with a lot of like blase ones. Yeah. And then... We got back together again for like a year and a half. And I remember the first thing I, I told her, I was like, dude, you're so much better than most people out there. She's like, no, I was like, no, 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 trust me. <laughs> and this sounds like I was like, fuck like 30 girls. Yeah, it's not. It I think I hooked up with like six other girls, but I was like, you just got to know, like be confident in what you're good at. Okay. That's one of them. All right. But so tongue ring girl and then uh, two other girls. I just, I don't know. Girls like just getting a little freaky. Just okay. honestly, I've talked about this before. Just if you're into it. That's what I that's always tell girls. If you enjoy it, you'll be good at it. Dude, if you enjoy it, even I know some girls don't necessarily like it. If you find a way to like it, mm -hmm. it's going to make, number one, it's going to make your job over a lot quicker. Totally. And... It's gonna make you enjoy it too. I when I'm when I'm when I'm doing that to girls, I'm the same thing. I'm trying to enjoy it. I like sometimes we'll look. I don't, I've heard some girls don't like being looked at, so I kind of have stopped doing that. But you got to get into it. I think it's like cyclical. Like you, you're you like doing it because you're good at it, but you become mm -hmm. good at it because you like doing it. Hundred percent. And like I think that there's something really like sexy that really turns me on about turning another person on. For like sure. I'll masturbate to like giving a blowjob. Oh, I think I've heard you say that before. You have. That's you listen to my show. Yes. Um, I just I really like it. I think it's like so powerful to like do that to a person and like make them feel like that. So it's like a do you, do you think it's a kind of a power thing? I just like it. I mean, I like like the yeah. way like somebody sounds and moves like when you're giving them a blowjob. It just like turns me on. It's like I'm in control. I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't have to finish it. Like I rarely finish a blowjob like, sure. before I like start having exactly. sex. Exactly. Yeah, no. That's, yeah. That's, that's the thing is like it just needs to be not the, like the it's it's the build up. It's the appetizer, dude. Yeah. You're doing that and then yeah. you're leading up to it. Yeah. Don't need to finish. Honestly, most finish. The only time you're finishing a BJ is one, you don't want to have sex. And you guys are like maybe three dates in okay. and you're like, okay, let's not go all the way, but let's do other stuff to each other. Or I think at least for me, it's like you guys are girlfriend and boyfriend. Do you find that a lot of girls are willing to give you a blowjob and not sleep with you? Um, not a, a decent amount. Like really? I've, well, most of the time the girl ends up just like, Both. she wants to have sex. Yeah. Yes. But there's been a couple that have, yeah, wanted to do that. Actually, the the um, tongue ring girl was just that. She wanted to actually have her crap. She didn't want to have sex. Yeah. She wanted <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm still thinking about it now. God damn. But she did something. <laughs> oh, the, the only thing that was lame was that she um, 
at the end, she was like, when I finished, she spit it all over my bed. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And I was like, uh... What the fuck? <laughs> she's like, uh, I'm. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, you haven't been tested. I don't know. And I was just like, you can't at the end th- like throw that on me. You gotta. You, there's a sink in proximity. You just put it in the sink. Or don't finish in my mouth. You can all. You can totally yes, say, you that. Can say that. That's yes. fine. I, I, obviously, I would rather. But of, of, you're giving me a. Be- tell me to finish wherever. That is okay? wild. It was wild, but it was still so in the moment that was I was fine. like weirdly kind of yeah. like. I was still turned on for a half a second before my like normal person brain came on and was so I was like, oh fuck, oh no, what the fuck are you doing? No, like I now and a half now I do laundry. If it was her bed, fine, spit it wherever you want. Spit it everywhere, baby. Put it anywhere. Exactly, I'm out. Hotel, get it anywhere. Dirty the sheets at the hotel. Come on the curtains. Make yes, come on the curtains. (laughs) Come in the icebox. No one uses that. Disrespect the entire room. Because don't even care. Open the drawer. Come on the come on the Bible. Get oh my okay. Okay, in case my parents listen to this, let's say some. This is where you. This is where you draw the line, dude. I hungering blowjob. Bro, if here. one of my parents was listening and they are still listening now, what the fuck are you guys doing? Get out. Get out. Peace out. You should have peaced out as soon as we. T- yeah, get out. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe just around the Bible. I don't know. Maybe, maybe make a little cross on it. I don't, whatever yeah. floats your boat. Would I do it? No. No. Am I going to tell someone? Am I going to shame them for doing it? In my head? A little bit. But outwardly, I'll say, hey, man, do you? Good for you. You I got to tell you, my parents do not listen to my show. I mean, they probably know. They come to the shows. They come to the live shows. Oh. They're such good sports, always. So if they heard you say the words, I love giving head. My mom heard me on stage yell, ball sack full of cum a couple days ago. That's not... They're like they're really cool. I feel like really honored that my parents like want to be a part of it, come to the shows. I think honestly they look at their kid on stage and they see their kid making somebody laugh and they're just like, I'm proud yeah. of her. And like they're also humans and would laugh at that stuff if someone else was doing it. So they just have to get around like maybe or maybe not. That it's their kid. Yeah, that there's their kid. Yeah. And you're not out there just like I fucking like blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, you're not doing that. But sometimes I blur the lines. Like last night I accidentally like blurred. I was talking to my dad. I just mm-hmm. got back from Charleston and I was like, I met this guy, I went out with him a couple nights, and my dad was mm-hmm. like, Listen, just play hard to get, you know, just <laughs> just remember. And I was like, Does it count if you're never gonna see the person again? And he was like, I immediately regret this conversation <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> yeah I want to be the sick dad that's like well in that case get in there and get out to not with you, your right? daughter yeah you don't want that with your daughter I don't know probably not no yeah. maybe with your son I'm sure my dad and my brother talk about that stuff yeah but here's the thing I want my daughter to not feel un- like I don't want to ever talk to my daughter about sex yeah but if she like honestly it's it's hard because like you know I don't plan on having a kid for a while right and this is on permanent record, so I might listen back to this and be like, yeah, I was wrong. But this is how, how I feel right now is that I would like my daughter to be comfortable enough to be like, hey, I'm hooking up with this, like, this happened. What's your take on it, like, as a dude? I don't need details. Okay. For her, but, like, if she was like, I'm seeing this guy casually, that's not going to freak me out. Okay. I'm going to be like, all right, you're an adult. You know what I mean? And it depends how old she is. 18 is different to me than like if she's like 26. If she's like 26, at least she's to me, adult. I'm like, okay, she's an adult. She knows what she's doing. If she's 18, I'm like, she's probably going to get taken advantage of. Okay. At least I would be like a little bit more worried about that. But if the girl was like, what if I never see... <laughs> Honestly, if you were my daughter and you're like, what happens if I never am never going to see him again? I would go, 
Jesus Christ. Um, all right, do whatever. And then just hang up. I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is over. I can't go into it anymore. Yeah. But I'm not going to be upset at you for, you know, fucking around. I was brought up in a very sex positive environment, like uh, that sex is normal and it's healthy and it's mm-hmm. natural, but I didn't talk about those things. So my parents, not details. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. My parents always let me know if I ever needed anything, if you're ever in a situation that like you are genuinely frightened, you're scared, you don't know what to do, always call us, always involve us. Yeah, my parents you know? like that too. That um, sex is not a bad thing. My mom's a therapist, but like oh, okay. we didn't talk about specifics. I've never talked about specifics with my parents. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, you should have those delineations. Yeah. And people that don't, I'm kind of just like, that's what friends are for, man. Or, right. I see a lot of people that are like, my mom's my best friend. I'm like, my mom's not my best friend. And no. I, there's ba- there's boundaries and I don't, I don't need there to cross them. There should be boundaries. Yeah. You, if your mom is your best friend, you're not trying hard enough. Or like... <laughs> or maybe your mom you, sucks. I don't yeah. know. Or maybe, maybe you have a sucks. shitty personality yeah. like, and you need to be like cooler. That means people don't want to hang out with you and then your mom's just like, let's hang out. I know I, I love both my parents, but I don't want to be like best friend. Yeah, that's weird. My mom will ask me if like I'm seeing any someone, and okay. then most of the time it'll be like for now. Yeah, it'll be that's your general she, answer. She knows that I'm like playing the field. Listen, you're a good looking guy. You're young. You live in yes. New York. There's no so, reason to settle down. Exactly. Yeah. I well, was interesting. We kind of talked about it on Monday. The, I had something in the past week that changed my mind about like. Not settling down, but being open to a relationship that I have not been basically for the past like three years. Change your mind. How so? In terms of thinking, because for a while I was very much like uh, career cannot equal relationship, like mutually exclusive, does not compute. Like if you have a great career, you can't have a relationship also? If you're having a relationship, it's going to get in the way of your career. You think that for men? You think that for everybody? I think that's how a lot of guys think. Okay. Uh, I think, I think women are a little bit smarter in a way that they like realize that they that that they can parse it out and make it work. Uh, but I think women th- think about that in terms of um, having a family that they go. Mm-hmm. That's why I think a lot of like a lot of girls and women that I've met in their twenties are like busting their ass and almost like trying to kill it. In some ways, more than dudes because they're like, I have a timeline. I have to get somewhere by 30, 31 right. so that I can start having kids because once I have kids, it's going to fuck my career up. But I think women are also raised to be more malleable. So women are raised to compromise, to do all kinds of things at once. That That's what like the female, that's what females are like, compromise. Men are not raised to be like that. So I think women think, will yeah, always women compromise. Yes. And they will always be like, yeah, I can fit in working out and my friends and my family and my career and I can balance a boyfriend with it. I think men are just a little more steadfast or they're unwilling to compromise as much. And more that's, obsessed. Yeah, it's a masculine trait. I'm yes. probably a little more masculine in that sense. Like the podcast mm-hmm. is the number one thing in my life, like my career, traveling, this business is the number one thing in my life. I would never compromise any of it for somebody else. Yeah. Even though I do think there's a way for somebody to fit into it. And I've dated people throughout, mm-hmm. obviously, like doing the podcast, but I wouldn't stop it or compromise the show in any way. That's what I wouldn't either. But I thought all partners equaled that. Yeah. So I just was like, well, it can't happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there have been multiple people who have tried to like, not saying that they've like tried to get in, but I've tried to be like, okay, I would, I would like to actually have one. And then I had to be like, I'm sorry, but that's just not, it, it can't happen. Is there a point like, at which you like, are like, oh shit, this is too much. It's like a certain amount of time per week you've just been with somebody or text messages per day, or you don't want like emotionally check I in with someone. I realized I, I'm, I'm all good with, um, 
emotion like talking to people like emo- like emotionally mm-hmm. being there for them all that stuff i also it's yeah that when they want to talk like every single night or facetime every single the stuff that like it sounds like i'm putting that stuff down but it's not it's just stuff that I, that is part of a most good relationships that most people would want that i just like i'm like i don't want to i don't want to feel that um obligation i think i start to look at relationships as an obligation yeah instead of something that like i want yeah instead of something that i'm excited to have instead i go okay well i have to do i'm doing a podcast this night and i gotta edit this night and then i'll do mike's thursday friday and tuesday and then so okay which one of these nights do i have to like give up to you know what i'm saying yeah. instead of going which night am i looking forward to that's how my brain used to work with it and it's not a product that's not a productive way to have a relationship well then you don't want to be bothered there's nothing wrong with that exactly and i think that like it should never feel like an obligation and i always tell people on my show like when it starts to feel like an obligation like that's when you should get out of it like it should be somebody that adds something to your life it doesn't stress you out and dating somebody it's a lot of work. You're emotionally responsible mm-hmm. for another person. And I sometimes like don't really want to be bothered either, which again is like probably like a little masculine, but like at least once a month we go on like a mini tour or we'll hit like five, we'll do five shows in four cities or something. Yeah. And leading up to that, it's a ton of work. So the whole week leading up to that, we have to check in with like dancers and photographers and videographers and the venues and advance the shows and like all these things. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a typical comedy show. They're big shows. Anyways, that's like a week and a half to two weeks of my life every month that like I cannot be responsible for another person. Like, can I have you wanting to see me? Because then you feel bad that you're, excuse me, you're like, okay, why are you hitting me up? Now I don't even want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. You should know. Leave me the fuck alone. And I just, you know, that's not fair to another person to be like, listen, you just sit in your box until I'm ready to take you out of it. Yes. But at least I am honest about it, at least. So I think that the mistake that a lot of men make and, yeah, a lot of men make no, is we that make this you know you meet somebody you like them and it's fun and then the minute that they sort of expect something of you you're like oh I don't know that I really wanted this you know yes. like you let it get like a little too far I think men blindside women a lot and the truth is that like the men have been thinking about this for weeks if not months for sure they just haven't made it clear to you because I think men aren't as good of communicators as women are no we're not you're great at a lot of things look they're both sexes have faults and it's like okay to say that like yes men are usually not as good as communicating we definitely isolate ourselves more yeah and i also think we're a little bit uh i don't like to blame things on on society or make it like a society teaches us this Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg but i think a, a lot of us are also kind of we look up to as 20s is make your career work work especially in new york dude on the east coast it's like work 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 that's all you do and then you can settle but like you got to focus on the first and if you don't have a good career and it's not going well then like you're failing as a man yeah so if you're failing as a man you don't really feel good about wanting to be with like have a partner you I don't, don't think that we give men enough credit for that, by the way. I think, like, from birth, men, like, your father is, like, be a good provider, have a good career, yes. make the money, support the women. And I don't know if men today are raising their daughters like that, because I was 30 years ago when I was raised. Yes. But I think that we don't give men enough credit or think enough about that. Like, when you mm-hmm. meet somebody that's kind of floundering, they don't feel like a man. Yeah, like, I told, uh, when I was, I talked to my ex a couple weeks ago, and I was like, are you going to be okay if you see me and nothing is going well? Because that's sometimes how it feels. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're a fucking idiot. Yes. And I was like, all right. Well, <laughs> well that's what love is. Yes, yes. exactly. But uh, that's how I think guys feel. And they go like, 
is she going to be embarrassed of me? Like, what if... And then you're also, you know, you want to be able to... Like, we all know what a fucking good relationship is, so you want to be able to provide that. And yeah. then when you realize that you can't, then you feel even shittier. So then you're just like, eh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, like, pull out of it. Totally. It's like, super emasculating. It is. Um, and that doesn't mean that, like, it's fair. It's not fair to, like, women to, like, you know, get in a relationship with somebody and think, like, I don't care about these things. And then you blindside them with those no, things. No, not at all. But that just is the truth. And I think a lot of women, like, a man leaves and you're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why. And it's like, well, that is the answer sometimes. Yeah. They just really didn't feel great about themselves. I think it a lot of times is that a lot of times dudes aren't, um, they're not ready to make themselves, like, vulnerable. And I say that in a way that I hadn't thought of, which was when you're in a relationship, like part of it is, is needing that other person. And, uh, I didn't, I realized that I never wanted to do that. Like I was raised or whoever, however my brain works. I was like, I don't want to need anyone because then someone can let you down. So I'll just do it all alone, which is a way to do it, but is also a very lonely way to do shit and a way that you can that you're not going to have a relationship that way. But I think a lot of guys get in that isolation. I can just do this. I don't want to need anyone. Let's yeah. just go at it. And then then you're not going to like have anything. But then the whole realization the past week was that th- that's been the way that I've been thinking and I need to change my paradigm and how I think about the world to go maybe you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can not you can be the kind of person that doesn't need people but wants people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really need anybody i feel really my career is great i make plenty of money i can support myself like i i am financially stable and i'm I'm really proud of what i do career-wise i have great friends i have an incredible relationship with all my family i don't actually need anybody Mm -hmm. but i want to have somebody and you know i i enjoy having sex with somebody every day i like having somebody to like hold hands with and you know have like that person that's like your safe space you know, yes. and like the person that like when something good happens, they make it better. And when something bad happens, they also make it better. Mm-hmm. Like I like having that person, but I don't need that person. And that's okay too. I don't know if men love that. That's what I'm saying is that like you can feel a difference between someone wanting to hang out with you and like I love you. So I like this relationship that like. I need to be with you at least this many times a week mm-hmm. and not in a in a needy way, but in a that's what this is, because I think that's what a, a relationship is or how it's been explained to me that kind of made sense was that it's a mutual it's mutual love, mutual want, but also a mutual needing so that 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 person either even subconsciously is like, oh, they need me like this makes me want to be in it more because mm-hmm. if it's one sided, then all of a sudden you're like, well. Why am I even here? Totally. Well, it's, you know? I would say it's one. So everybody like shares love and needs love in different ways. And that's what like the five love language is about. Do you ever yes. read that? Oh, yeah. That's it's very helpful. Um, And like, you know, that there's like there's time spent and that there's words of affirmation and there's like Gifts. personal touch, gift yes. giving and acts of service. And everybody like shares love a different way and then, you know, needs love a different way. And like when I, I dated somebody for a long time and then on and off, we slept together for years and we're still really good friends. But like he never said anything nice to me. He never like what said like, I'm proud of you or you look really nice today. Um, like I got a really, really great job. I worked super hard for it. And he, his reaction was just like, well, I knew you would get that. It wasn't like, wow, that's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. But 
I would say like, you know, you don't ever seem like super, it was long distance relationship. So I'd say you don't ever seem like super uh, excited to see me. And he'd say like, how do you, how could you say that? Like I go out of my way to like make really cool plans and get tickets to things I think you're going to like and make reservations at places mm-hmm. and be really thoughtful. And so for him, like acts of service was really the that was way how that he, he showed, showed love. Yes. But like, I didn't need those things. I just wanted to hear like, I'm proud of you. And it's funny because like, if you ask him today, like why, why do we break up? He'll be like, I didn't tell her she was pretty often enough. <laughs> That's no, a I really that. simplified version of, my of how I felt. Past relationships was like that a lot. And we realized that how we give and receive love was very different. Yeah. And I think people need to love languages is very important because it allows you a very succinct and uh clear way to communicate to someone, hey, this is how I give and receive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how you do so we can both, instead of getting frustrated or feeling like, oh, I don't, kn- I don't think they love me, you might be focusing on the complete wrong thing. Right. It's but- also okay to say, like, I don't like the way that you give love. Like, I didn't like the way that he gave mm-hmm. love. And, like, I care about him so much. I love him until the- to th- this day. He's a great person. Yes. But, like, we were never going to communicate the way I needed it didn't to. Work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can either go, okay. I don't like that, and yeah. it doesn't work, or you can say, I love so much about this person that I will train my, or not train myself, but yeah, I'll rewire my brain to go, oh, that's him saying that he, but that's a lot harder. It's, it's harder, harder to, it t- I mean, again, it takes time, which is like, I didn't fucking want to do that. It wasn't that. It's, just, it's not fair to like keep having the same argument with somebody. Like, it's not fair yeah. to like for me to keep being like, you don't do this and you don't do this and you don't do this. And like, it's not, he's not a bad person. And he just like, that's who he was. And like, he's had the same problem in every relationship since because we like talk about all of his problems in his uh-huh. relationship. Yeah. Um, which is somewhat comforting because you're like, okay, it wasn't me. <laughs> But, like, I don't think it's fair to, like, base on a person over and over and over. Like, at some point, you have to give up if somebody really cannot sure. change. It's not fair to just keep making somebody feel bad about stuff. Oh, no, no, 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, I get what he's saying because I've had that where someone has felt like, I don't know how you feel about me. I feel like you don't care. And for me, at least, I go, how, like, I wish they could understand how I thought of my like how I think because the way that I think and probably similar to how he, how he thinks is that she knows that I love her mm-hmm. I don't need to keep telling her yeah. you know what I mean she understands it yeah. she like why wouldn't she think that I like it's almost like um someone going this is how gravity works and then once you see how it works I don't have to every single day go like, hey, this is this is gravity, by the way. You know that? You know what I mean? I yeah. go, she gets it. She knows what gravity I is. I don't need to keep saying yeah. it. Gravity's gravity. So if every day I had to say, hey, can you pass me that phone and make sure you give it this much force because this is what gravity is, yeah. that would be fucking annoying. I know. <laughs> but, but if you have it, no, it's totally mismatched different. ideas about how gravity works or the existence of gravity, exactly. or maybe if for you walk you, away. Gravity didn't work unless I told you it worked. Right. Then all of a sudden, your phone would fly into the ceiling. Right. So that's the way it is. That can be frustrating. Because yes. I'm like, it's going to go. And you're like, but if you don't tell me, my iPhone 11 is going to break for the 16th time. And then, you know, yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of... What are your love languages? Um, I really like words of affirmation. Because I think I give them a lot. Like, I'm always a really, like... I like to tell the person I'm with how proud I am of them and how excited I am to see them and be with them. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like, I like personal touch a lot. I'm a very like sexual person. I like to have sex every day. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I like to like hold hands and snuggle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I think like you know time span is important, but I don't mind if I guess I don't mind if I see somebody like two to three times a week. You see, I'm kind of like that too, where I go, I don't need to see you all the time if I get to see you for short spurts where it's like we're here, we're together. I'm still thinking about you the entire time. Yeah. Are you a texter all day or are you like a text once? I'm a texter all day, but oh. I'm fun. I'm fun. I'm fun to fuck around with. Texter. I'm very funny. Oh, no, I know you are. Andy. I'm funny to like fuck around with. I've never I've never dated anybody that didn't want my attention 24 hours a day. That just didn't want to like text me <laughs> continuously. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm the funny. confidence on this five foot Jew sitting in front of me is... <laughs> Honestly, inspiring. Listen, I give good blowjobs and I give good text messages. Dude. And like, I know what I got. All you have to do is say the first one, okay? (laughs) Because if you're doing that, most guys are like, I'll fucking text her all day long. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I do think I do. I suffer from being too available, though. I think it's Uh, unattractive. What's being, what do you mean? I think I'm too available in the sense of like, I do. I'll text you all day long. And I think that there is something to be said about like having a little mystery. And like not checking in all the time and like maybe waiting a couple hours to like respond and not share everything. I agree with that. And no. I, and I think that's not just for – I think that's for all all relationships, not just romantic ones. Okay. Because I found with friends, if we text every single day, I see them and I'm like, dude, I don't even – like we have nothing to say to each other. Some of my friends, literally, if we did not have dating apps, we would have nothing to talk about. (laughs) Because I already know everything that's going on in his life. Uh So then we just look at hot girls and then then talk about them. them, And we say, what are we going to text? You know, and all that stuff. Uh So I think, yeah, waiting a little bit. Like, I remember my dad said that to me when I was in middle school. He was like, don't be available all the time. He told that to you about like, him. About, he was like, no, listen, no, no, Dylan, no, I don't, <laughs> I would like you to be less like, available to me, like, Dylan. He's like, listen, I'm going to be here two to three times a week. That's it. All right. Stop being such a needy bitch. And I like then, that your dad told a middle schooler, listen, I need you to need me no, less. No, it wasn't for him. It was for girls. Uh-huh. Sure, Cause, sure cause it was. was. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dad, please answer. That's uh, how I found out my dad didn't love me. Exactly. That's how I found out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He was leaving for a lot of trips. Uh, no, it was for like, um, when remember when AIM first came out, you were like mm-hmm. talking to people and blah blah. blah. Yes. He, he would always be like, "Don't, um, don't always be available. Don't always respond immediately." And when I was, you know, thirteen, I was uh-huh. like, "My dad's a fucking idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like these <laughs> girls want to talk to me. If I'm not there, they're gonna forget about me." Uh-huh. And now I think back and I'm like, "Dad was trying to get me pussy because." Ah! That was the right move to do. He taught you young how to get pussy. Exactly. But it's true. It, you know, it's hard. It's hard to manufacture being unavailable. Like every time I've decided, like I'm not into somebody and I ignore their texts and I don't really follow up about plans. Uh-huh. Those people want to fuck me so, bad. so badly. And like the people that you actually want to date, it's like impossible to manufacture like not being available. And then all of a sudden there's stakes and you yeah. don't want to fuck it up by not being available and then they move on. Yeah, but in but like the same thing applies to those people as the people you're not interested in. If you just played a little bit hard to get, that's mm-hmm. fine too. They're not gonna go anywhere overnight. Yeah, no, they're not. And I think also you can just be like, hey I'm busy, I'll call you like in a couple hours. Yeah. Or just sometimes I look at messages and I go, is this the beginning of a conversation? Or is it like a ha 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 or some shit and I can wait for two or three hours and then check in with some other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when you can wait 
and not be as available. But totally. I know what you mean. When you're super available, then all of a sudden they're always there. And we all do that thing where we get a message and from the person that we want to text, and then we go to, and then we're like, all right, hold on. I'm going to watch two videos on YouTube. <laughs> And then I'm going to text them back. It's a rush of serotonin to your brain, oh, though. It's yeah, like doing dude. coke. But <laughs> I will tell you the ultimate power move I've decided recently. When you just, you know, you really show somebody that you're not interested, you text back instantly within seconds. That's how I show somebody I don't care. Because I think that, like, when you Whoa. wait, I feel like it's like, I think that you can wait. 28 minutes is like an appropriate amount of time to be busy. Anything more than that, you're doing it on purpose. Nobody does not have their phone in their hand at all times. Mm. But I feel like when you respond immediately, okay, so I did this thing. It was so embarrassing. Oh my okay. God, I wanted to die. Um, I broke up with somebody sort of recently. It was a very short term thing. But Got it. Um, I was walking around my house. I was hungover Saturday morning, like 11 a.m., mm. and I FaceTimed him. By accident? By accident. I just, I had oh. unlocked my phone. By, I must have looked at my phone. I unlocked it. And in some. He's the only person I ever FaceTime with. And it was like on your pussy, and you're like, oh, whoops. <laughs> hey. Awkward. It's so weird that this happened. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I don't know if that's my best look. I'd, I'd do titties before I did. No, no. Nobody pussy, wants to like open a FaceTime to pussy. For any, yeah, never FaceTime your pussy the first thing, okay? <laughs> not the first thing. You start with ease, the, no, yeah, you ease your way with down. Tits, then maybe you move down, belly button, no weight, going back up to the face. Right. Hey, what's up? Right. I got something for you. Guess what? Just got a Brazilian. Or... Does this look infected? And you know, and then like whatever. Right. Yeah. Does this look normal to exactly. you? Does this look normal? Yeah. Never squat over your phone. <laughs> that is terrifying. Um, I accidentally FaceTimed him. I let it ring three times and he waited like five hours. I was like, oh my God, he's going to hit me with something unbelievable. Like, like, oh, I don't we really, didn't answer. He didn't. Thank God. I don't want to, I don't need to talk to him. Like this relationship's oh, over. Okay. We're, we're amicable. Like we're fine. But like, I, I would never like check in and I certainly wouldn't FaceTime him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like five hours later, I was like, oh, he's going to text me something like, you know, it's nice to hear from you, but, um, I don't really think we should be talking. I was, I'll kill myself. If he does this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, he hit me with like, hey, I saw you called. Like, what's going on? Sorry, I missed your call. And I was like, immediately, just like immediately hit him back with like, just an accidental um, FaceTime while my phone was open. I hope all is well. Because I didn't want to like wait. No, no, no. That is the power move. I just that is the power move because yeah. it it shows. You didn't need to think about the text because the text didn't mean anything. Yes. And it was just a yes. That's what right. I was trying to do. I just wanted to be like, nope, didn't mean anything. Hope all is well. Exclamation point. Mm-hmm. Move on with my day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. The That yeah. immediate one is good. The only way, yeah, the only way that it wouldn't show that it meant nothing is that if you texted your ex, what up? And then they just texted back immediately, what the fuck? Like, but that's <laughs> also... A very specific circumstance. I did something really humiliating with my phone the other day. Tell me. I don't know how it happened. My phone like really sabotaged you me. You need to turn uh, Face ID off of your phone. Okay, no, you're so right. I really, this is like a new level of humiliation. So I texted, I, I was shopping and I meant to text um, a girlfriend of mine something and I texted the guy that I've been talking to. And it was dyslexic. Like, what's going on? It was, I know. I don't know. And it was. It was like something totally innocuous. It didn't matter. It said. I said uh. something like, "We always joke about how like we would never pay full price at Express because there's so many coupons." So I, all I said was, "I might fuck around and go to Express and pay full price, full price just to flex." Uh huh. And that's funny. Yeah. 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 And I said like it to friend, him. That's like a friend thing. Clearly, it wasn't to him. Yeah. Like he doesn't really know me that well. And so he was like, and he was like, "Ha ha ha!" I totally remember that conversation. Yeah. He like said something, and I like he responded to, it and I was like, "Oh shit! I actually did not mean to send that to you. Just disregard it." And I, Ooh, I, snub. I, I screenshot that. 
I sent it to a girlfriend and I was like, no. I can't believe he just said this. I'm such a fucking idiot. And I was like, but then he followed up with this and I sent him the screenshot and the Indian follow up text about the screenshot. And he he's just like, wrote back, what? And he's like, Raina, please delete me from your phone. What are he's you doing? He's like, this is over. Yeah, he's like, either you're really trying to play some insane mind games or you're very dumb. <laughs> that was my mind game. I bet you someone's done it, honestly. A screenshot Absolutely. and then sent to... I've almost done that before. Uh, it's crazy. It was so embarrassing. He still saw me again, which I don't really even understand. And, well, I, just, and I panicked well, and I just typed... Well, you give good BJs, so that's why. I hadn't given a blowjob yet. We hadn't ever like but hooked up like that does yet. He, did he know that you were infamous for it? Big blowjob energy? Yeah, did you... <laughs> BBJE, yeah. yeah. My uh, my blowjob energy precedes me. It, yeah, okay. we had like a hot makeout sesh, mm. and like I'm fun. I'm like really fun to go out with. We had like a, a good makeout sesh can be very indicative of what it's going to be like. Yeah, I always tell girls you don't need to sleep with somebody on a first date. If you want to, then do it. Like you should do whatever you want to do. Like do what you're feeling, yeah. If you feel like fucking somebody, then fuck them. Like here's my question though, because I I don't know how I feel about I'm trying to think. Do you th- if a girl because a lot of the the standard you know advice is uh-huh. if you want to date the guy yeah don't fuck him the first or second time because you have to make him wait yada yada okay and i'm not gonna lie part of me agrees with that not to wait 10 dates yeah but to wait at least the, the first or at least the second or maybe third time because you guys really don't know if you like each other anything more mm-hmm. past just Wanting to fuck each other, and for I, here I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think for a guy, if it's on the first date, then in his mind he goes, "Oh, I just wanted to fuck her. Great, totally. we did it. That's great. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it one more time. It's over." But the second or third time, he's like, "Oh, I, I actually a more. like this person. Yeah. I get to know her. Like this is going to be better. I'm going to work for it." And I don't like when people say it's a respect thing because I've never fucked a girl the first night and then like lost respect for her right i've just thought of it as a different type of relationship you just get to the end a little quicker than you might have yeah oh yeah, 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 um, yeah i have a lot of feelings about it first of all i don't think you should weaponize sex against men yes so i don't think that withholding sex will make somebody date you and i don't think that having sex with somebody will make them not date you so mm-hmm. i think that like there is no hard and fast rules for this like you if you're fe- if you feel like having sex on a first date have sex on a first date mm-hmm. but i just don't think that you should have any expectations after that you know okay and i also don't think there's any harm in waiting like if their chemistry is there the first date and the second date it will be there the third date and like Definitely. i've had some crazy makeout sessions that like uh, turn me on like so much and like you can kind of like feel around see what they're working with and like you know get a little handsy <laughs> but like you don't have to pe- let the person penetrate you if you're like i really like this guy i don't know where it's going then you don't have to sleep with them because i think when you sleep with somebody on a first date it creates this like fast forwarded sense of like familiarity where like in this one little way this person knows you in a way that no one else knows you maybe a handful of people know yeah, you exactly. they've been inside of you but like exactly. they don't know anything else about you mm-hmm. so they just know what your insides feel like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that ruined sex for me for the next three seconds okay i'm back it's You're good back. yep i'm back um, it's good i did sleep with somebody on the road recently oh i thought you were gonna say on the way over here and i was like i fucked the uber driver hell yeah yeah that's why i was late so uh, was it a, f- a fan or was it, it someone was you met? It was somebody who or- worked at the venue. 
I saw him walking around. He was like six foot four. Okay, just nice. like broad as shit. Just broad, dude. Like like two full sleeves of tattoos. Oh man. Just hot as shit. You were like, take me, take care <laughs> right? of me. Yeah. Um, I announced on stage I would let that guy murder me. Hot, yeah, dude. Yeah, Schultz was talking about this with fucking. Oh, I would love that guy to. Uh, girls want to be murdered yeah. by a guy. Yeah, yeah. So funny. I was like, you guys see this dude who works here? I was like, he's so fucking hot. I'd let him do anything. I let him murder me. Yeah. Um. And so I went out for a drink with him after the show. Now, okay, what was his occupation? Was he security guard, ticket taker, <laughs> janitor? The of course, he was security. <laughs> of course, you were such a I fuck security guards. <laughs> Especially no, with I'm that not. shirt on, with the no, I'm not. That is the shirt that you wear out, and then when you're in the line to get into a bar, you go, "Girls, I'm gonna fuck the bouncer. <laughs> See you later." And then <laughs> that's what that shirt is, and that's great. And I love those kind of girls. Those girls are you are a down ass bitch. I've there's a couple girls that I will call a down ass bitch. So, you so are red. one of them. You are you are rain of the down ass bitch. Listen, the thing is, I just. I, I know what that was. Do you know what I mean? We went out both. We went out both. We I stayed in Charleston an extra night. We went out the second night too. We yeah, had a you good time. His number. I wasn't dating him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in your phone as security guard with tattoos, yeah. or just as his as his phone number. Okay. No, he's there as his name. I just what I know what it was. I'm on the road and I'm I'm single and I thought somebody was good looking and I did what I felt like doing and That's I like own that it. and I think that like women shouldn't use sex for validation. I didn't do that to feel good about myself. I did it because he was hot and I had a good hotel room and I wanted to hang mm -hmm. out. Yep. And yeah. He, and he came on the Bible. <laughs> Just on me. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even talked about this on I my podcast. I bet he did. You haven't? No. No, it'll come up. Just on yours. That's great. It's a podcast exclusive. Po guys, pod exclusive. I fucked the security oh, guard. She fucked the security guard. I had to. Security guard Mike. We'll call him security guard Mike. I had to. Did he have one of those names that's like very generic? No. Or was it like, yeah, sort of. was it like Vito or was was he white? Yeah, he's a white guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Irish. he was like, oh, Irish. Yeah. Okay. Big guy. Nice. Really big guy. Okay. Right now we get it. All right. <laughs> You're still thinking about him. In you right now, all right. We got it. I can still feel it. It's been days. Did he have a? Did he have a good? Did he have a good size piece? It was. I've never seen anything so big in my whole life. Oh, which really? is not for me. I don't like it. It's what too is much. It with security guards and fucking hogs. You know what the thing is? If somebody was six foot four, took their pants off, and didn't have like a big dick, I'd be surprised. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, I already told I am you. A, I'm above average. That's right? fine. I'm not. You, I don't want huge. The one thing that I could. That I could use is yeah. a little extra, little extra girth. That's it. Everything besides that, I'm good with. I do like some girth. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. the. But besides that, I've I've been told this is good, and I'm like, that's all I need. That's great. You know what I mean, honestly, there's people that have huge dicks that don't have any idea what to do with that. Guy, all that? guys, I think most guys, the younger dudes, the older yeah. you get, the more you're like, I don't give a fuck. But all guys want to at least know the energy. Or the power that it feels of like having a nine and a half inch fucking slammer that you just like you're like and the, you know, and, and you see the girl like you see the girl's eyes go like oh my god that's how I felt really I was scared yeah, you were yeah but you were but you were scared but you were like this Ooh, is we're a doing challenge it. we're here I'm gonna do it how am I gonna you're like massaging the jaw I bought let's yeah. figure it out I bought Motrin day two oh. like he asked me if I would like go out with him and like have dinner the second night I was in town you're like are you bringing that <laughs> I knew he was bringing it so I went to CVS and I bought some Motrin and I brought it with me Motrin oh because your stomach hurt no because my vagina hurt oh okay my stomach yeah I can I feel know. it in my stomach too no no oh god I, I, thought, brought Motrin, it. I thought Motrin was for 
Like, or is that, am I wrong? Is it for periods? Isn't that for periods? Well, it's ibuprofen. Oh, it's ibuprofen. So, okay. like that. Yes, it it targets that area Got specifically. It. Targets the the muscles. There, yeah. All around. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just below the belt. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was my weekend, and it was great. Wow. Yeah. All right. So the next day, were you like, I'm a like I feel accomplished. I just felt like I had a good time for two days with somebody I really enjoyed their company and we had fun and I got laid a bunch and, nice. and that's great and I feel really good about it. Are you the type of person that texts someone right after just fuck the guy with the biggest cock I've ever seen in my life? I was pretty drunk the first time and I, at four o'clock in the morning I must have gone into the bathroom and started like texting all my friends because I woke up the next morning I'd sent like four text messages. <laughs> You're like, oh my god! <laughs> Guess what? A python escaped from the zoo like, into my pussy. Yeah, I'm like texting like the ruler emoji to everybody. Okay, let me ask you: How uh-huh. do you feel about sleepovers after sex? In the beginning, when it's casual, do you want to sleep over? Do you want them to sleep over? I don't like sleeping over a girl's. You places. don't. Okay. Mainly ever. I'm a giant man. Okay. So the bed's probably not going to fit. Okay. Um, I've been known to, and I've had this confirmed by multiple women. Uh, that I will like in the middle of the night turn over and then my giant arms will like Whack potentially them. hit them. When you're not um, in a relationship and you're like your your brain isn't trained to know somebody's in the bed. No, I, it, I think in a relationship it happens. I think I get more okay. comfortable doing it. Okay. Um, like a pr- couple previous girls have been like, yeah, you move in your sleep. Like I kick. So I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm scared for the well-being of the woman that I'm with. That's interesting. You know? I never heard that before. But... But like emotionally, do you want to stay over or have somebody stay af- over? Like it doesn't. Af- don't I don't. Care. I don't get um, uncomfortable emotionally. Okay. Uh, with any kind of hookup, because yeah. uh, I don't have a problem talking about how I feel or how they feel. For whatever reason, I've gotten to a point where like, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. Because I'm not shameful yeah. about where I'm at. Okay, so emotionally, you know? I just mean like I don't enjoy that moment in the morning when we're sober and I have to watch you get dressed or vice versa, I have to get dressed. And we do that like weird dance of like, are we going to kiss? Are we not going to kiss? Do oh, we okay. cuddle? Like, so I, here, I don't know. Here's my thing. If I'm sleeping at someone else's place, I'm getting up, I'm not waking them up. Okay. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. One... Because I know they don't want to deal. Exactly. I know that the girl doesn't want to deal with it just as much as... I don't know any situation when the girl's been like, why aren't you... Get back in bed. Right. Why aren't we spending the morning together? Never. Whatever movie is like that or whatever movie... Like, movies portray like the guy leaves and the girl's like upset. That does not happen. Or this cool-ass girl that wakes up and she's like, are we going to spend the day together? Let's go get brunch. And they like spend this great day together. Yeah, like, I just... No. It's not, so that's why I prefer to not have somebody if stay If that over. happens, marry that person because the fact that you aren't freaked out by it means that you are very into them. Okay. But I get up. I'm peacing out. If they're here... Most girls also get the deal too. They get up. Yeah. It is kind of awkward because you're like, okay, well, like you're to trying go. to you're trying to like slowly move them towards the door without being super obvious about it. You know, yeah. you, might, you find like one of their socks on the ground. You're like, hey, here you go. You know, you undo it. Yeah, and maybe then, put this on. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, all the other things. I'll get up. So what I'll do is if if I wake up, I can't go back to sleep, especially if they're there. Okay. And also like I want them to fucking leave. And this is not like has anything to do with them. I just want to be alone because a lot of times you you know you need your space. Yeah. You just need to, so I'll get up. I'll go get them water because then they have to wake up to drink it. And I'm already out of bed. So I'm like, Fall oh, you want some water? Yeah. And it's also a night. You know, everyone needs water. You know, yeah. like, hey, you want some Awful. water? They're like, great. I had a good time. And then I have another. Give yourself activities. All right. Dishes. 
I go, someone's have some dishes. Uh-huh. I go, I'm going to go make some coffee. Now, some would say, oh, maybe this means that they will stay longer. I found it usually does not. Also, I fucking want coffee, so I don't give a shit. I think it's nice. I think it's nice when the guy goes and makes coffee. They're giving you like a couple minutes of privacy to like collect your things and not awkwardly have to like search all around the room for your panties. Mm -hmm. I I love that actually. And like when you get up there in the kitchen, they're doing a thing. You're finding an Uber. Okay. Half the time when I do that, the girl comes out and I'm like, oh, you want coffee? She's like, oh, my Uber is about to be here. Right. And I'm like, you're fucking beautiful. Right. Okay. I'll see you in two to four weeks. But yeah, you do that. Have activities. Smart. Put, Coffee's I, I smart. don't sleep. I don't sleep uh, naked. I have shorts on, but I'll like. Okay. I go and do stuff. I clean up a little bit. Yeah. There's been a couple people that don't really get the message, and then you have to kind of just awkwardly, I don't know, be like start I've reading. Yeah. yeah, I start. Thank God I have a podcast. I just start maybe editing podcast or video. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. Uh-huh. Or the last thing you can do is be like, I'm going to go to the gym. But that's like. That's smart. I'd like a trainer appointment. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's th- that's Hail Mary. You're like, they're not leaving. That is smart. What's like, I gotta. That and is so you crazy. do that. That's Those are all helpful because I also growing up, whether it was societally or just hearing the other people, always felt like so many girls talked about how guys would shittily kick them out or the guy would uh, be oh. like, okay, are you going to leave? Hey, I got you a car. And I heard girls say that, and I was like, uh-huh. I don't want to be seen as that guy. Because it, it all comes from a place of like not wanting a girl to talk shit about you because of having no confidence, blah, blah, blah. I know. Guys always um, want to be the nice guy. Exactly. Yes. That's been my fucking MO for way too long. Um, uh, but I'm also fucking sick. And uh, But so I would be like most girls, hey, you're more than welcome to sleep over. You, if you want to leave... I totally get it. Yeah. Don't have to feel bad. Yeah. You can leave. It's all good. I think there's something wrong with being... You're not a dick if you have boundaries. Like, For sure. We spent a whole night together. We had sex. It's not wrong to like want to get up and like live your life in your apartment in the morning. I can just feel... I can understand... I mean, I don't get this, but I can... Because I'm not getting fucked, but I can understand a girl going to a guy's place, fucking him, and then him being like, all right, I'm going to go to sleep, and her being like, Okay, I guess I'll dry my pussy out and leave. Like, am I just a piece of meat? I can see someone who's not very secure in themselves and knows their worth and whatever and isn't using sex for validation because a lot of the time that's what we do. Right. I do that a lot of times. I realize everyone does it. Like, telling themselves, hey, yeah, oh, wait, I don't even like reminding themselves, oh, I don't even want to stay here. Yeah. Like, that's true. Right. Yeah. That's what I think girls have to do is go, wait, I don't even want to be here what am i doing me staying over with him is not gonna if whether i leave or don't leave the same act still happened and all that's changing is how i choose to feel about well, it. well i think the women in general and i'm certainly guilty of this is not even taking a pause to say to yourself do i even like this person uh-huh. in all aspects i mean in dating not just when you've slept with somebody like when you feel like somebody isn't treating you well and isn't respecting you as a person or your boundaries whatever Mm -hmm. like i sometimes forget to take a pause and be like wait do i even like this person you know like if you're standing there and somebody's not being nice to you after sex and somebody's like acting like you know you can just get the fuck out like take a pause and be like do i like this behavior like do i even like this person maybe i don't like this you know and Mm -hmm. then leave and feel good about yourself that like use your boundary for yourself and you exited a situation yeah and you're like i'm I'm, I'm, okay. I'm happy that I left. Yeah. 
I'm going to go give someone else a better BJ than I gave to you. The security I mean, guard left both nights. I did. After like a couple hours. We like okay. fucked around. We like later. I was really late. It was like five o'clock in the morning. But um, yeah, we like snuggled and like fucked around a little bit, had mm-hmm. sex again, made out, talked, whatever. And then he left. And I like that. Yeah, I didn't even I wake would, up with you. You don't want like. I just don't need. It's a weird vulnerable place of waking up. Like you're coming online and then someone else is there. So you have to like. You can't be fully yourself because yeah. you're like someone else is here. Yeah. So like if you're waking up alone, you can be like, oh, like shit, blah, like yeah. whatever. But someone else is there. You're like, oh, I have to. Oh, I woke up and I like, have to kind of try and look good because this person is still. You right. know what I mean? Like, Not always. I'm just saying at the very beginning, I just it, don't yeah, need to wake yeah, up to yeah. being in my space. If you want to stay, I don't care. It's fine. I'm not like kicking you out to the curb like a slut. But but dude, peace out. Everyone, just it's peace fine out. To leave. Okay. If it's yeah. look, if it's three thirty a.m., I get it. And you don't want to. And you live all the way deep in Bushwick, and all the trains are fucked up. Sleep over, dude. I don't have a problem. Totally. But when you wake up at eight fifteen a.m. Go. Rise right. and leave, yes. please. Oh, I have a funny you walk. You will of st- feel better, <laughs> and so will everybody. Will feel better. Just go. Tell me the walk of shame story. I have a funny walk of shame story. So I, um, I, like three or four years ago, I slept with like who's now one of my best friends. But was, we just mm-hmm. met. We were like hooking up casually, whatever. I stayed at his place. Um, we went out all day long. It was like really. I, I wore like my normal going out outfit for nighttime to his okay. place. I wore like a cute shirt and skinny jeans and like some ankle boots, whatever. So we went out and then his place was like really hot and I sweated really bad and there was like mosquitoes in the room. Oh, and I woke up and I'm just like really pale and my hair is like frizzy and kind of curly and I have mosquito bites on my face and I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here before he wakes up and sees me because I look like so disgusting. So I like quickly get dressed. I'm clearly wearing the outfit from the night before. I like uh-huh. run to the train. I get on the train. I'm like, Thank God he didn't wake up, whatever. I go to sleep on the train. I like close my eyes. I ride back to Brooklyn. I open my eyes up as I'm getting towards my stop. I'm on a completely empty train car. I'm wearing last night's outfit. I'm clearly on a walk of shame. I have mosquito bites all over my face. There's one person on the train. She is sitting directly across from me. It is my ex-fiance's new girlfriend. (laughs) What? (laughs) How does that happen? I don't fucking know. Just staring right at me. And she knows it's you. She a hundred. She's met me before. She a hundred percent knows it's me. This is by the way. This is Saturday morning at seven a.m. What the fuck is she doing? At what walk of shame is she doing? Uh, I think she's a waitress. So she was like going oh. to work or something. Mm. Um, nobody. I'm the only person on the train car with her. And do you, wild. Do you guys say anything? She took one look at me and got up and got off the train. What? What are the fucking odds? Isn't that crazy? Bitch. I know. She should have been like, good for you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I know. you allowed her to meet her fiance. No, no. He, he oh, was wait, my sorry. fiance. They're broken up now, too. Oh, okay. Well, then it, they were together they, for years. Then it's but, his problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was her problem. Um, yeah. But that was a crazy thing. Uh, in New York City, there's millions, 12 million people here. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always been like, am I going to run into any of my exes? I never have, uh-huh. and I have so many. I know so many people that have had stories of that. Do men have walks of shame? Nah, not really, right? Because, like, I think guys. Well, it depends. Like, if I'm if I'm leaving a girl's place the next morning and I'm like in a nice bomber jacket and jeans or whatever, I might. You could probably look at me and be like, "I think that guy just left." 
uh, a girl's place. But, not really. But guys, you know, there's not as much hair. Right. There's not uh, there's not makeup to get fucked up. No heels. Gr- yeah, and girl, uh, you're right. Heels are a big big indicator. Big indicator, and also girls, their going out clothes are different enough from their normal everyday clothes that you can go like, what? Like, why is that girl in that black dress at yes. eight fifteen a.m.? No physical indicators on a man. Of a walk of shame. No, not at all. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, walk of shame, I think is, I think it, it comes from college more than anything. Like totally. walk, yeah, But uh, I, it's just a funny turn to me. I've never had someone actually be like, oh, I felt like shit leaving. Like, I'm, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I just fucked. Like, it's <laughs> right. honestly the, the walk of like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Everyone else, honestly, every time I've seen Yes. That's, pride parade. That's our pride parade. Yeah, yes, exactly. On the way out the door. Every time that I've seen someone like walk of shame, I'm like, damn, kind of wish I had done that last night instead of falling asleep reading a Stephen King book. Okay. <laughs> that's a good life for them. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah. No, no walk of shame. I, I didn't have a – this wasn't a walk of shame for me, but I remember I um, I was at a girl's place and we were uh, – everything cool? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. great. Uh, we we went to her place. She ordered food. We were already both drunk. Then we both smoked like a lot okay. and got very high. She ordered food. It came. She ate like two fries and then was like, okay, let's go to my room. And then we started hooking up and then moving towards sex and she fell asleep like while I was fingering her. Are you that bad at I'm it? not. I am good <laughs> at fingering, Okay. I will say this. I hope my family's listening for that. I am good. No, it was like yeah, you, you want your just, dad to know you're that. just so high that you're yeah. just like I like anything. She fell asleep. I had to remove myself because it was immediately very weird. But it was so late that I and I was like so high, I I just couldn't like I couldn't leave. Couldn't leave. So I she was asleep there. I wasn't I wasn't like. I'm like, you just fucking, you're good. Right. I just went onto the far side of the bed, just like fell asleep for two hours. <laughs> I think it was 2.30. Woke up 4.45 a.m. Okay. Had to like sneak around, get my jeans, f- go to her bathroom, had to piss so bad. It was like a brand new apartment. Her bathroom light didn't work for some reason, so I'd like use my phone. I hate that when you yes. turn the flashlight on the exactly. phone. Exactly, flashlight on the phone. <laughs> I'm like every single thing that can make noise is making noise, mm-hmm. and I'm because I don't want her to wake up. And then I go downstairs and like my jeans are fucked. Like it was the one time where I looked frazzled, and uh-huh. I remember I walked out and said goodbye to the doorman, and he just gave me a look of like, "Yeah, dude, see you later." And I was like, okay, <laughs> "Yep, that's." I was like, that's the shame walk. Right Isn't that there. the worst, though? When you are trying to, it only happens when you're trying to quietly leave someplace that literally everything you do makes the most noise the it could ever, ever make. I don't understand why. Everything's made of symbols, yes. and the room is all of a sudden the most echoey room ever. Every floorboard creaks. It makes no sense everything, at all. Yeah. The wood, it used to be made of cement. It has now transmuted to wood. Yes. It is like, it's. I don't understand it. It's horrible. It is. I don't. It's what happens when I get home late to my parents' house. I'm trying to eat in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. just very quietly. And my mom, I'll just at three o'clock in the morning, I'll just hear her like yell down the steps, "What are you getting in there?" I'm like, "Bitch, go to sleep." Notice why I didn't. How did I wake you up? You don't own this fridge. Exactly. You do own this fridge, but like, get out of I mean, here. Technically, this is all your food. I'll leave you a five. Exactly, but just I'm to go to I'm fuck your daughter. Sleep. Okay. Yeah. I can pay you back. Also, you always tell me you want me to eat, so let me eat. She now. knows and hears everything. 
She will be in a dead sleep, and I swear to God, she'll know that I've come home and I'm eating food in the fridge and I'm eating leftovers she doesn't want That's to eat. That's that parent's spidey sense, though. Yes. Is that like, even though you're an adult, they're still worried about you until you come home. It's so weird. It's, I mean, she, I never got away with shit when I was a kid. Like, I would have parties at the house, and she'd like land at the airport on the way into and town, and like, it. she'd be at the airport and be like, somebody had a party at my house. I just know I feel it. You know what I would do? The house would be too clean when she got back. I've heard about this. One time I hired a carpet cleaner to come clean the carpets because we fucked up the house so bad. Oh my God. And she came back. Not only were the carpets inc- impeccably clean, they were wet. Oh yeah, because it takes, it takes like a day <laughs> and a half. It takes a while. Yeah. But could she be mad? Because you made the house look better. My mom has never not been mad in her whole <laughs> life. My mom stays mad. She She's actually, mad. that's like her constant state of being is just like disappointed and mad. But she's proud of me. But she's mad at me all the time. What was uh, what was your dynamic with your parents like growing up? Uh, my parents divorced when I was four. Okay. Uh, Do my, you remember it? I don't, which I think is great. I'm really, I feel really lucky because like, I feel so bad for people whose parents got divorced when they were like in middle school. Like when you're at an age where you understand it. Yeah. Like my normal was never having parents that were together. Uh, okay. So it didn't affect me. Yeah. Which is great. My parents co-parented really well. I don't know. They're friends. But like, yeah, they don't really need to be. They just no. need to be civil. They can't do the thing where they talk shit about the other one to you. It's crazy to me when I see people do that. When you can't get past your anger like long enough to not just like tell your kids. And I mean, my dad like spent plenty of time like running around, not giving her the money he owed her, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that as a kid, and I feel really and you should glad. Not. And when yeah. parents do let you know that, you you almost are like, even if you're 14, you're like. I don't know how to express this, but like you shouldn't be telling me this. Right. Like, I feel like you're pitting me against like one parent. So, my brother was an infant when they split up, and mm-hmm. I was four. Um, I don't know. My dad always lived right by us. I felt like really supported by both my parents. My dad was like the activity parent. He picked us up on the weekends. We did a lot of stuff. He took us to sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Him and I have always gotten along really well. We're buds. My mom and I have had like a lot of ups and downs. It's usually the same sex. Uh, parent that you have yeah. ups and downs with. We fight so, a lot. Like, yeah, it's taken me a lot of years to start to get along with her. And now I have decided in the last couple of years, it is more important to me to get along with her than it is to be right. Okay, that's a big yeah. And like I used to just like stand on principle because we would fight like crazy, and it didn't matter like what it was, I was gonna win. And I was never going to back down. And like, I was never going to like let her see me shake. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. I'm not like that anymore. And I just. It took me a. It took me thirty years to get there. But like. We have not had a fight in almost three years. No arguments, nothing. You guys used to fight a lot. We couldn't even be in the same room for like... Uh, really? When I would stay with her after like a day and a half, it would start to, yeah. we stopped being polite. The started getting build, real. And then it would yeah. come to a boil after a day. Yeah, she says something about every single thing that I do and like I take the bait about uh, everything she says instead of just being like, I don't need to say something about... You know, like I don't I'm need good. to match her yeah. all the time. And we get along really... Some might say that that's a little superficial. That because I don't like check into the arguments that it's sort of like service level, but it works yeah, but for I us. I don't think I don't like it. There's nothing superficial about deciding that having an argument with your mom is like pointless. You yeah. know what I mean? Because what's more superficial than just arguing and then the argument just becomes about who's right and then it's just your egos yelling at each other. And then she's never going to give in because she's the mom who's like, I'm just totally. got to be right. Yeah. And then you're never going to get going give in because you're on the daughter who's now an adult. You can't tell me what to do anymore. Wow. I know. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally it's you broke that, it down. It's, dude, I'm, I am like that with my dad mm-hmm. as well. Did you, um, does she have a lot of qualities that you maybe see in yourself? 
No, I mean, she's a really honest person. She's incredibly mm-hmm. dependable. She really raised us. My father did not really. My father was okay. like a fun parent. My mom really raised us and was the one who like made all the sacrifices. Got it. But she was the responsible one. She's just, she doesn't have like a real sense of humor. She's not silly. Um, okay. and she doesn't really get sarcasm. And so I think that a lot of the times like with my brother and my dad and I, she feels like kind of ganged up on and she doesn't really enjoy being around us that much together. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think that we're very similar. Um, but there's a lot of things I respect about her. You look up to her? Yeah, in a lot of ways. I yeah. mean, look, she was a single parent. She raised us. She worked every day of her life to give us like a really good life, private schools, Damn, college, yeah. make sure that we had activities and jobs and volunteered and stuff. Yeah, she's great. I just, not everybody is going to be your best friend. She's not like my best friend, but we have the relationship that we have. And I'm glad that we have a relationship. And she mm-hmm. means, I mean, she's my mom. She means everything to me. Exactly. It's one of those things where those are those relationships where I go, I. I'm happier that I have the parent that like took care of me mm-hmm. than having the best friend yeah. that like also took me to get ice cream every now and then. You know what I mean? Totally. Do you remember realizing that your dad was kind of like just the cool one and wasn't t- doing as much of the parenting as your mom? Did you, were you like aware of that or did it take you until your 20s to where you start to reflect on your childhood and you go oh this is all fucked up shit that i didn't realize when it was happening i think that i always just thought like he was like my safe place and he was the one that was like proud of me and was kind to me and like would always be in a good mood but i think it's easy to be that way when you're the parent that like doesn't have to live with the kids because you were mainly with your mom we lived with her you know so we stayed with him on the weekends but like yeah he got to be like the cool fun parent she had to be like the Uh, disciplinary parent that like sacrificed things and you know he didn't have to do those things and i think she resented those things a lot growing up and yeah it took me until like now to realize like that she really was the one who like raised us and made the sacrifices and like it's easy to be the cool fun parent when like you don't have to be the one to raise them yeah it's a lot easier yeah you don't have any of the pressure no and you just get to come in when the when the kids are upset and it's also the weekend and so they get to like go out and do cool stuff yeah and then during the week you get to live a life yeah we didn't do homework with him like mm-hmm. he was a great parent if i ever needed him to do homework with us For he sure. but he was the like let's go to the park the museum let's go to the baseball game parent were both of them dating or she remarried she's been married to my stepdad for 25 years wow okay um so he was you know in the house raised me was he was it like a quick quick after no married no um i think she married him when i was t- well it couldn't be 25 years 22 years i was 10 Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So five years. All right. Yeah. My parents were like a year later. Oh, they both remarried one my, year later? Well, my mom was like met someone almost immediately after. Okay. And my dad met someone like five months later. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, he married her. But the people that they're with, they both got with almost immediately after. And they're still both with those still people? Still both of them. How was that for you when your parents started dating other people? How old were you when they split up? I was 18. No, yeah, I was 18 when they Out of the up. house? Yeah, I was here. It was my first semester. It was the end of my first semester. Where'd you go? NYU. Okay. So I came home and I knew... I, I was always very aware when stuff was off. Okay. And I asked my mom, like, what's going on at Thanksgiving? And she just told me. Okay. And I was like, okay. So they and weren't then, getting along, but they were living together? Or no? It had been on and off. They, I think they had decided to separate, like, pretty close to that time. Mm-hmm. But the past five years had been very up and down. Yeah. tumultuous so like it was cool like when they said they were going to split up i was sad but i also was happy because i was like this needs to happen and so they split up mom got her own house dad stayed in la my brothers were still there because they were in high school mm-hmm. and so 
it was kind of cool for me. I got to cool or it was convenient. I got to come home, deal with all that bullshit, but then Leave. go back to New York yeah. and like be in it and not really. I would talk to them every day. I was figuring it out. But whereas my brothers were in it and had to switch houses every two weeks. That's tough. And then when I would come home for summer, I would have to deal with it as well. But I was like super... I was honestly just happy to see both of them happy because they had not been. That's really mature and I don't think you hear that a lot. Yeah. It was... Uh, I Yeah, I, I lucked out a lot. And I, I think having my brothers and seeing that and I think I mean, talking to some other people helped me realize that. But they just fought like a lot. Not yeah. all the time, but enough to where I was coming online as a human to know you shouldn't want that in relationships. Yeah. And so I was like, I just want like them to be fucking happy. Cause like, it's not, it's not fun when you don't see, I remember my, uh, I remember this so specifically my, um, my dad, he changed his voicemail and his other one was very business. Like, hello, like this is Jim and da, 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 and okay. did everything. And then, when he changed it, I think it was March. It was like upbeat, and it was like, "Hey, I'm not here right now." Like, but and it was a complete. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, "Oh shit, he, it's changed for him." Uh huh. And that's when I was like, "Okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm happy this happened." That is such an interesting like temperature check that the voicemail yep. sounded different. And it's, I don't think that can happen as much now because no one fucking changes their voicemail. <laughs> right. People don't right. even. Change it from the three, one, uh, like I don't know what mine that. says. I probably exactly. haven't changed it in 10 years. Mine, exactly. It's probably from six years ago. It's very dumb. I think that it's very evolved of you to be like, I'm just happy that they're happier apart because I think most people, and I, I'm not, I'm a product of divorce, but I'm really not because I don't really remember my parents being together. I think most people think this is how your divorce affects me. And I don't even, yeah. I don't know how to even get to a place where I'm happy that you guys are apart because like happier apart because like I'm unhappy with you guys apart. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so I think it's amazing you like evolved to that so quick because I, I don't know. I mean, most people are really fucked up from that. Yeah, they um, – I think for most people it's because their parents go from being together to then just splitting up. Mm-hmm. And then they think it's about them. They, like I was old enough to have realized that none of that was true. And also there had been about three other times – where they almost split up. Okay. So we were kind of ready. Yeah. If someone on deck the first time, I was like re like when I thought they were gonna split up, I was really shaken up by it. Okay. But yeah, I I not sure what caused me or allowed me to get there, but it it fucking it might have just been my brain trying to be logical about it and go like, oh, this is good instead of feeling um those. Like pity feelings. I don't like to feel sad. That's one of my things. Like I do okay. what I do whatever I can to not feel sad. But it's one of the also... reasons why I'm in comedy. It's because like okay. I just always try and make a joke. Like whatever it try is. Try to make a joke out of everything. Yeah, there yeah. is something to be said though about the fact that like you were in a really interesting time of your life. You moved to New York City. You like mm-hmm. have all of these new experiences being thrown at you. Like I don't even know that you had a lot of time to like really process that and think about it. Maybe you did because New York could be really lonely, but like you were also going through your own new experience. And I was kind of going through this, through this thing where this girl, I had really liked her and she uh-huh. didn't like me, but she kind of led me on a little bit. Yeah. So like I kind of mourned my parents by instead mourning like her Put and how much her. I fucking hated her for not wanting <laughs> to be with me. And I've since 
still tried to hook up with her and it's never fucking worked out. Really? I've gotten real close. She's still in your life. You're still working on it. She still will come to New York every now and then. Uh Uh-huh. And this past summer, man. You thought? She was here. In the apartment? In the apartment. Were you guys alone? We were next to each other. You were drinking? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, nothing happened. Okay, so she's not into you. I just was, like, I also, like, wasn't going to, because of all the history and everything, I wasn't about to be super and try and make the move. I was feeling it out. This This was the date where I was, like, let's hang out. Okay. Let's drink a little bit. I was like, I'm just going to feel it out. How did you feel it I out? I don't need to, like, by how we were, by if I got closer, like, what the vibe was. Okay. If she even wanted to be there, if she was taking her time, if she was doing the thing where she was, like, drinking a lot, having a good time. If, like, you can feel when someone is either going, I'm okay with being here for three hours, or I want to leave by 9.15, uh-huh. and that's it. And it didn't feel like the second one. So I was like, all right. Okay. But then, and she, we were also like kind of friends. So I was respectful enough to be like, I'm not going to just like, you know, force this if you're, if you're not down. Yeah. You know what I mean? That the less of that, I don't, I don't need it that bad. You know what I mean? I'm fine. Yeah. But. You look great. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was saying to her. Yeah. Uh, but then after the second time. Okay. She just, it, it never happened again. I was like, oh, fuck. But now it's that thing where it's like, you know how there's like some people that you just can never so then it becomes like now you just want to achieve it. Now that it's what it is to me. It's now like it's just I like a gotta, milestone. You gotta I have gotta it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, I know. It, may, it drives me crazy when people don't want me. Yep. Because I'm just like, why? I'm so great. I'm like, it's gonna be fun. You're gonna like this. I'm yeah. yeah I'm, I'm awesome. gonna be good. My apartment's chill. I'm gonna make you <laughs> coffee in the morning and water. Okay. And then I'm gonna kick you out after. And then her. You know what? We could hang out and watch TV. Wow. Comfortable enough with her. Oh shit. We could hang out and watch TV. Does she listen to this podcast? Fuck no, she does not. Do you ever worry like that, like somebody you're talking about will listen, or do you not say things when you know that they're gonna listen? There's been a couple relationships in the past six months that I've kind of talked about how I think they might end, uh, and I've been like, mm, I care more about the show than. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, but like I, I never, I never talk shit. I ma- I made the mistake once where I was very open about this girl back in February. And she listened. One of her fu- here's the one. One of her fucking friends listened, and then hit her up and yeah. told her to listen. Yeah. And I'm kind of. And it was a guy, and a guy who I think wanted to fuck her. And that dude you under the bus. is a bitch. Yeah. And you're. And if he ever listens again, you're a pussy, dude. You need to fucking like not do that shit. You suck. I know what you're doing. <laughs> At the same time, I know you were trying to be a friend, but let me take care of it. Don't. Don't push yourself in it and make her listen to something that you know is going to hurt her. Because also, I said shit on it that I would never say to her face. Because it's because some shit you say, sometimes you talk about someone with your friends Mm -hmm. in a way that you would never talk about them straight to their face. Because it's too honest and real. And you're also trying to figure out how exactly you feel about it. But I still wouldn't put it on my own podcast. Yeah, no, I didn't think about it. Oh, no, no. no. This was a thousand percent my fault. And listen, this is taking me like a really, this is a hard lesson to learn. And especially like, especially when I'm doing a podcast with somebody that's my friend. So somebody like you and me, like you and I like hung out and like we had fun. And Mm -hmm. like, I have to remember that like other people are listening to this. And I've done a couple other podcasts with them, specifically with Andrew Collin and Francis Ellis. And Mm -hmm. they're my buddies and I hang out with them a lot outside of the podcast. And when I recorded with them, I got a lot of feedback from people being like, both of them, like, I think that they kind of, like, negged you. I think that they, like, kind of made fun of you a little bit. I'm like, that's not, that's just our dynamic. Like, we're good friends, and we, like, oh, tease each other. But I think that people, you have to remember, like, people don't have that context. So then I've, I've just made that mistake where I'll say a thing, and I'm like, 
oh my god, I forgot that like other people are listening to. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? That's that, that's honestly some of the best podcasts is when mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the other people listening. But yes, there are times when, I mean, someone nagging you. That's like, that's how. That's how you deal with friends. I get it. You Maybe, probably yeah. have you probably have fans that are so like love you so much that are like if anyone is shitty to you, they're like I'm going to fucking murder yeah, them. Yeah, they're like he's being mean to her. But like I I don't censor anything about my life. I will yes. say anything about myself. I do censor things about other people's lives. 100%. So I would never say anything that could affect somebody's job, somebody's relationship. I did make that mistake really early on in the podcast. Yes, I never say people's names. Yeah. Even when I say my parents' names, I've been like, do I really but then I but then I think about it's literally one Google search to find out like if it's a yeah, one Google search totally. thing, then I go, that's not giving out any information that's already there. Yeah. But if it's someone I'm seeing then I go, mm, no no no, I'm not gonna do that. No and identifying details. No identifying details. Yeah. Uh, no, na- like no, I don't, I won't say my ex's name because the only people that know her know her, and that's it. But if you are talking about someone that you're seeing, just change, just change, because I've I also know people they'll hear that I have a show and they'll be like, oh, I'm gonna listen, and listen. I go, don't listen, yeah, please don't listen, I go, don't listen. <laughs> Trust me, just don't listen. It's not. I have an, sometimes in my intro I say stupid things. Uh-huh. It's just not. It's not worth it. Just don't do Meet it. Meet me in person. Yeah. Okay. You can watch the clips I post on Instagram. Those are cool and funny and dumb. But if you listen to the full thing, you might hear me say something that, again, like, it's not in the context of you having a conversation with me. Because if I say something here that sounds dumb or is off off kilter or whatever it is, you're still looking me in the eyes. Right. And you still have had an hour of conversation with me where you're like, I know who this guy is and this is all part of it. When you hear it, you can feel re- like removed, and then and then your brain starts to da da da, and you can't respond. And you don't have the context that like like would have sort of led into this. Like I might say something on my show about I, I don't know, I don't, whatever it might be. You might learn something about my past, and you're like, wow, that sounds. You want to peg a guy? Really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that? Yeah, but like there's no context behind it. So you <laughs> might not understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> but also. It's not that you want to peg a guy. You're open to if a guy asked. I'm open to a lot of things sexually. I'll try once. And I think that mm-hmm. like I'm old enough and confident enough at this point that if somebody suggests something and I don't want to do it, I just don't do it. But yeah. I don't want to like sex shame anybody. Like I'll pretty much try anything. And if I don't, if I feel like my boundaries are being pushed, then like I don't do that thing. For sure. Yeah. But I, I think, I think you, correct me if I'm wrong, have the little bit that of the inkling that I do, which is when someone asks you, like if someone asks you to do something kind of freaky or off uh-huh. in your head, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like, this, <laughs> what's this going to be about? You're like, this could either go well and that's cool or it could be horrible and that'd be even cooler. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> then we'll have a story for the podcast. Exactly. Yes. Like when a girl asked me to whip her and I whipped her like a bitch and she was like harder. What did you whip her with? The horse tails. She you know, actually those had those? She had them on her. This is a whole, it was a whole story. It was like, so, oh God. So, she is savage. So it was in St. Louis. Okay. I'm going girl, there in a couple weeks. It's great. You're going to Helium? I forget if it's the Funny Bone or if it's Helium. There's two comedy clubs there. One's like slightly bigger. Helium is bigger, I think. Okay. Helium's great. Um, great. They're both great. Uh, so it was this girl that I met through a friend there, and she was um, 
she was bi, I guess, huh? but was in the past eight months had been mainly with women. So I had met her. I started flirting. It was like, let me, you know, I was trying to see if I could. And we exchanged numbers. And then the next night she was like, let's get drinks. So we got drinks. We were at this gay bar. We were drinking. And I was like, she, I think I was 25 and she was like 32. Okay. And I think I felt a little, I was like a little uncomfortable. I was in a city I didn't know in a gay bar. Like I knew no one and I was with just this person and and they didn't have a car. So I was like, there's a lot for me to have to deal with. Totally. So I was a little bit. Why a gay bar? She just, she wanted to go there. There, It was the gay part of town. The gay part of town in St. Louis is supposed to be like, is like a really fun. Okay. And so she like took me there. All right. She's liked the bar. All and right. we had also met, I think we had met there the night earlier. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. We met there the night earlier. So she, so you she were at like, the gay bar. Yes. With my, some of my friends. Cause they do karaoke as well. Got it. It's not a gay, it's not like a gay bar in New gay, York City. Gay man bar or gay lady bar? Gay everyone bar. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They don't usually mix the two. So I'm saying St. Louis, they, they, they can't have that luxury. Okay? okay. They have a Great. gay bar and it's whoever's gay, get over Who's there. Come. Okay. You know? Yeah. So then we're drinking. She looks at me and she's like, you're going to be the first guy I fuck tonight in like 10 months. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, so, dude, like, because I get so performance aggressive. anxiety sometimes. And it yeah. fucking, I was like, oh, shit. And I already knew she was kind of freaky. And I was like, okay. all right, let's do it. And then we go back to her place, and it's like 3 a.m. Okay. It's late. I've been drinking. It was just not going to happen. Was it going to happen? I was trying my fucking hardest. Couldn't get it up. It was uh, It was the thing where it would. It was up and down. Okay. Couldn't maintain. It was just. Yeah. I just wasn't working. It was just too much like going on mentally, maybe. And she was like begging me, please, please. And I was yes, dude. She was like, please fuck me. And I was like, oh, my God. I wish. Like, Jesus. And then. Was trying, and then she was just. Uh, it was just. You like, sent her right back to women, dude. No, exactly, I did. <laughs> so then I'm leaving at three a.m. and I'm like, "What are those?" And there are these whips hanging on the closet. She's like, "Those are my whips. Do you want to use them?" And I was like, "I mean, I have to now." <laughs> so I take the I take the biggest one, and she's like, "Have you ever used them before?" And I'm like, "No." And so she grabs it. She like hits the bed. So like, like, this, this is how you do how it. Hard to it the but like. <laughs> I, it's also I've never used it before. Yeah, same. So I'm like I don't, and I'm strong. I'm like I don't want to fucking hurt this. You're person. a big guy. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, like just like not enough. That's what I it's would like, do. Uh, uh, and then she's like harder, and then she takes it and it hits me with it. I'm like, okay, what? I got it. What and part I, of her body did she want to be ripped on? Okay, I hit it like two more times. Okay, and oh, and she also had beautiful fake tits, and I was like, okay, it was just. I think back to the night and all of the, all of the great I could have done, and instead, <laughs> but I think it like somehow made her like wanna hook up with me again more. You hooked up again? No, because I left. But okay. then the next week she would text me like, "Oh, I'm here in bed," like thinking da da da. And I remember I was like, "I can't go back to St. Louis because I do like, uh, or if I do, I'm gonna have to just come locked and loaded and ready because I have to deliver on." <laughs> Years of build up that this that, and I that was, was the last time, dude. I was the first guy, and I was like, "Oh fuck, well, let's see if." And I didn't, and yeah, she probably went back. To, she went back to women. Probably went back to women, yeah, because the women knew how to whip her better. I wouldn't know what to do with a whip. I'm not, I'm not into anything really crazy. I'm not either. Sure. I just want somebody who's like really passionate and bad, like dirty talk. 
I, I don't need like toys. Uh, me too. I don't need toys. I don't need costumes. I don't need to like contort my body into 27 different positions. I don't mind like a little vibrator here and there, some lube, shit like that. But like, I just want somebody who's like really like says some like very dirty stuff to me. Some girls don't talk. Oh, really dirty stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want to be called? A, like a whore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Just like a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the first time. So here's how I feel about like degrading dirty talk. Got I it. only like it for somebody that I really know cares about me. Because <laughs> then like, it's, yes, because then you know it's not coming from a place of like true hatred. Right, and trauma in your own past. Uh -huh. So like if somebody's behind you and they're like calling you like a dirty little slut. Yeah, 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 no. But you know that they care about you. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm gonna fucking cook you breakfast in the morning, you yes, dirty little slut. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for how exactly. good you're doing at your job. Those highlights look amazing, you stupid <laughs> bitch. And you're like, yeah. Come on my back. No, but uh What's the hierarchy of dirty words? Like, like between slut. A lot of girls okay. would hate to be called a slut yes, in bed. Like there's slut, there's whore, there's yeah. bitch, there's twat like I just like slut. I don't want to be called a bitch or a whore. Okay. Um twat. I don't want any of that. Just, Twat's funny. just slut. Slag. What's that? Just another bad a random word <laughs> yeah, that you made up. Slag. Slut is good for me. Bitch, I don't want. Bitch feels angry. Okay. Whore feels kind of angry too. Maybe Whore's slut's my funny only word. To me. Okay, <laughs> slut's your only one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay yeah. And I, even if somebody like wants to just tell you like how good it feels, how tight it is, how beautiful your tits are, like stuff like that. How like yeah. your tits are beautiful. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> Holding them up so they're perfectly. Yeah, I did them yeah. myself. Yeah, I took the first. Yeah, I grew these for a long, long time. The security guard loved them. I, dude, I fucking bet he did. <laughs> I bet he commented on them and was like, "You're great." And then you were like, "Yes, they are." Guys of all professions like them, though. Just to be fair, like lawyers, doctors, no, all, construction no, workers, they all like them. Just say men. Just yeah. men like all them. All professions. Yeah, even people with no jobs. Are like you very them. proud of your tits? Yeah, they have been a big part of my life. I know that sounds weird, but well, I also, liked, like just a big part of just you in so, general so like i developed really young as like a girl like i like had boobs at like 13 12 was that weird yeah it was like really it was tough for me at 12 years old to be like so developed i know most people are like oh poor you but like no to get attention from men at that age and like really have no idea how to handle it and like i was so much more developed than other girls and like, like you mean you had like Tits. You had yeah. Okay, you had By a, 14, I had like real tits. Oh, you tits. had like knockers. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I had, I like, I waited tables at this diner, like on the weekends. That was my job through high mm -hmm. school. And like, guys would hit on me constantly. Like, adult men would hit on me constantly. Oh, uh, it's really uncomfortable. I just, I never knew how to like handle it. And I didn't even know, like, looking back, I didn't know that I didn't know how to handle it. Uh -huh. Like, I just knew, like, I didn't know how to tell anybody, like, how do I handle it when somebody talks to me like that? You know? So oh, I just you never go asked. To your parents. Yeah. I don't know that I even identified it as something at that age that's that wrong. I was upset or uncomfortable about it was just like that was the way the world was did it make you upset or uncomfortable or did it or was it more like i haven't this is the first time i'm getting this much this much attention and i don't know how to deal with it yeah i didn't know how to deal with the attention i did not like the attention i did not like the reason for the attention and then boys assume that you are a slut so like you look more developed than other girls so you look boys assume sluttier. that you're down to fuck yes, yes. not fuck but like you know touch their penis exactly yeah, yeah yeah or just let you touch their tits yes well, because they see boobs and like dude it looks as a slutty. fucking 12 year old guy yeah when you see tits your brain explodes <laughs> and then it continues to explode for the next like 25 years yes even dude an, a nice 65 oh my years. god 60, honestly yeah until years. your dick is cut off yes exactly and I don't think like 
all the stereotypes about like a girl's cleavage being out and uh-huh. like a guy going to look is as much as I wish it was not true, like your neck, and you're like, what am I doing, dude? It like yeah, it's beautiful. Women's yes. bodies are beautiful, but at the same time, you're coming into it, and yeah. you're like, oh, all these guys are looking at me. Are they thinking about me sexually? Like, I barely did. You even feel sexual at that age? You're like 14. I mean, I yeah, I like made out with boys, and yeah, like yeah, the yeah. internet existed, so like porn True. existed and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I, again, I didn't even know how to identify the feeling that it felt. I just I didn't like it. I remember like I would slouch a lot. I would wear baggy clothing. Uh, I would like try yeah. to hide it. And it wasn't until like probably like halfway through college, I even like like I had great posture. I like was confident in the way that I looked, mm-hmm. and I was confident to not feel like men were degrading me and constantly like ogling me because of it. Okay. No, it's like a great thing. I feel like I'm beautiful and I'm proud of my body. And do you find yourself still hiding them a lot of times? No, or? not at all. I mean, no. today okay. maybe. Well, in my yeah. Guns and Roses T-shirt. But also, you were like, I'm about to be on camera. I don't know if I want my titties to be out the yeah. entire time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually I just have to dress a certain way. I have a very small waist and I have huge boobs, and it's just like you got to pick what you're going to accentuate because it's yeah, because the waist and boobs will. That's a real good combination too, by the way. I know. Because then it makes the double D's look like F's. <laughs> no. The small so, waist. I know. It looks crazy. Did uh did you experience like any actual like back problems and no. like that? Because I know girls talk about it, and I know girls that have had double D's that are like, yeah, fucks my back up, and I just had to you know accept that. But yeah. you're yeah. like, no, it was fine. It was fine physically. It was fine. It just made me uncomfortable as a kid. So like when I say they were like a big part of my life, they actually were like a big part of my life. How men interacted with me my whole life, and how men even interact with me today. Like I just can't wear the same things that other girls wear. That's true. You know, yes. I'm, I'm, girls that are flat are like poor you. Yes, but I there's just like a lot of things that other people can wear that just look like a normal outfit, and I mean I look like a whore. Yeah, it's the thing where the, you you walk up and you're like Jesus fuck okay. I know. Um, <laughs> hey, nice to meet you. Can't make can't have like, to make eye contact. Have to right. And you're like because if you don't, then you're turned into the guy that's gross. Yep. Even though you're like, dude, I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Women's bodies are beautiful. I check so out women's hard. bodies all the time. Yeah, they are. They are really beautiful. Yeah. And you're like. Fuck. I I, I want to see like everybody naked. Women, all women. I want to see naked men. I don't really care. Yeah, men's a lot more utilitarian. It's not for men. I don't men, care. you like you're like you look at him and you're like he could pick up some logs. Yeah. And women, you know, I don't like drawing, but I look at a woman and I'm like, I should draw. You know, <laughs> I should I, I should learn how to paint. I'm inspired exactly. to do art. I should paint that. Car- it's great. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll make a sculpture. I don't know what it is. Uh huh. And men, you're like we should let's build a house. You know? Let's put some more clothing on more, more clothes. Yeah, let's okay. build up. Let's Maybe add bulk. A, a suit could work, you know, accentuate. But Two suits. Twos? Four? <laughs> and now all of a sudden we're at Suit Supply and we've sold a lot of stuff. Right. I, you, I don't want dick pics. Okay. Don't want them. Keep them for yourself. Okay, no dick pics. I don't want it. Even if I send you a picture of myself, not looking for reciprocation Oh, at all. so you're one of the good ones. Because some girls, I think, <laughs> they want the... Some dick- people... Look, Whatever turns you on, it doesn't turn me on on a wire. It doesn't make sense to me to ever send a picture of my dick ever in the in, in all of the history of the universe. Yeah, I'll FaceTime. I'll like watch somebody masturbate. Okay, that yeah, yeah. really does it for me. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> but I if you match with oh she's not on the dating apps. Never mind. I just I feel like I can't be because of the show. Yeah, I've done it a little bit, but then like. I don't know, like one question about like what do you do for a living, and like I just start to get uncomfortable. I don't. I'd rather I be don't people think in a lot of guys 
like what's your listenership you think guys versus girls like i'm sure it's 90 percent female it's so, not about that i think that people are just like oh is the she guys gonna, would go oh she's gonna, she gonna talk, talk about, about me, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um yeah. and i think that like once people meet me they realize that like i am very respectful of other people's boundaries and i would never say i'm gonna have plenty of relationships throughout the show i've never ever said something to sabotage a person all of my exes listen to the show not frequently but yeah, have but heard it and yeah. all of them have said to me like i feel super comfortable with your portrayal of me mm-hmm. um the guy I dated all summer he i mean he said to me you're you're welcome to talk about me and like fun light things but like i don't really want you to talk about like our sex life or specifics about that and he's like my co-workers listen to this my girlfriends listen to this you know that's cool i'm um, so I, I think when somebody meets me they know like i would never do something like that to them but like i was i really liked this one guy and um i was like so crazy about him and he said to me Dating somebody as public as you is my worst nightmare. And it like really right, was like a shot to the heart. I mean, like I went, I went outside, I started crying because I liked him oh. so much. And I, I hated the implication that I would ever do something to harm somebody. And also, like, yeah. I have a popular show, but I'm not Joe Rogan. Exactly. Like, relax. Yeah. And also, that's just that's an insecurity thing on his part. Totally. And that those are one of those things that I like to say is a great sign that you don't want to be with this person. And it's like them giving you, it's them without knowing saying, hey, here's why you shouldn't want to be with me. Well, it's like we talked about like giving up things for your career and like being the yeah. like that. I'm not going to give up anything for this person. I'm not going to no. give up my show or like what I do for this person. So like that's not my person, unfortunately, as much as I liked him. Yes, your person. People like calling them a person. I get that. That's nice. Is there stuff, there's something you, well, we haven't even talked about how you like, like the whole eat, like how rain, like Raina started with uh, one hungry Jew, all that shit. Oh, like what's like, my background? Yeah, fuck, I totally forgot. That's that, okay. Yeah, that you, we all been talking because you, you, you like to talk about dating and like no, no, what, I built a career on it. No, yeah, for, no, uh, yeah, and like you are good at it. And Thanks. You are knowledgeable. You have like very good points. Yeah. Was there a point in your life where you realized, um, I'm good at talking about this. I like talking about it. Did something in your like when you and your fiance broke up? Did that cause you to go? I want to. Did something spark it or? No, Ashley came up with the idea for the show. I've okay. only known Ashley a very short time. If you don't listen to my show, it's called Girls Got to Eat, and she's mm-hmm. my co-host. Um, but she and I met about two years ago in October. Okay. Um, and it she and I became like fast friends. I really liked hanging out with her. I thought she was like super cool and smart. But she had wanted to start a podcast, and for me, I was in a okay. place in my life where I was like, I'm just sort of bored with everything I'm doing. I need the next thing. Like, what's the next thing going to be that I'm going to really pour myself into? And she said to me, I've been thinking about starting. This podcast and i mean today everybody and their mother has a podcast back yes. then i didn't know that many people with them at all so it was a little bit of a newer not a new medium but not as prevalent as when it is you got in later. it was right as the everyone can start a podcast Absolutely. thing happened like yes. probably six months after you did everyone was like oh i should do it too i, I mean I've, i'm so proud of our show i think it's phenomenal and it's i think it's show. i'm really really proud of what we do but it would have been definitely harder to stand out six months later, for yeah. sure. And just like, you know, when I, like, people that started meme accounts on Instagram mm-hmm. six years ago were ahead of the curve. You could never start something like that yeah, today. Yeah, because Ashley did Bros Being Basic, yes, right? Yes, and she yes. still has there's a million followers. Yeah. So anyways, it was her idea, and she said to me, like, I, we just got along really well. We liked talking. We are always, like, making each other laugh, and I think she's super smart, and I trust her, and she's a hard worker. And so she asked me if I'd be interested in doing the show, and am I, am I willing to be, like, really open and honest about my life? 
when we started the show, I wouldn't have ever said, like, I'm a dating and relationships expert in any way. Mm -hmm. I would just say, here's some mistakes I've made in my life. Here's things I've gone through. Here's what I would have done differently. Here's what I've seen other people do differently better than me. And that's where I came from, just from, like, a, hey, maybe learn from my mistakes. Now, almost 100 episodes in, we've interviewed relationship writers, therapists, psychiatrists, tons of comedians, tons of people from every walk of life. And I feel like I've gained so much information and knowledge from matchmakers, people on dating apps, like the founders of some incredible companies. Um, now I would say like I'm much more of an expert. I wouldn't, I mean, I, there's no right answer to dating and love yeah. and relationships. It's just, you know, I, but I think I've gained a lot of insight mm-hmm. and I'm super proud of it. But like, yeah, I look back at like when my fiance left me, I was so humiliated. And so he left me the day after our engagement party. Wow. He literally came home the day before the engagement party, five o'clock in the morning. He was drunk and mm-hmm. he said, I'm ba- he basically like woke me up and said, I'm not in love with you and I'm not going to marry you. And like, that was it. Like, it was like a real blind side. I felt very blindsided. Looking back, obviously in hindsight, I'm like, okay, there was a lot of signs that like we shouldn't have been together, but it was very much like a blindsided situation. And the day um, after your engagement party. Well, he woke me up that morning, the day before the party and uh, said, I'm not going to marry you. And I was like, Okay, well, this this party is prepaid on our credit card. We have to go. Yes. And like my entire family, my bridal party, 75 people were flying into New York the next day to go to this party. So I had to go to the party, knowing he was going to leave me, go home with him, and the next day he packed a backpack and he left me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy story. And of course, my life fell apart and I was... I was 28. I was so humiliated. Everybody I knew was getting engaged and getting married. Uh, yeah. Everybody was in that phase of life where everything was good and taking off for them. I'd never heard of such a thing. I'd never heard of an engagement like being broken off like this. Yes. And I just didn't know where to turn. Of course, you can, like go to the internet, go to message boards and things like this. But like, I didn't have a podcast like mine to listen to. I didn't know anybody had ever been through something like that. Yeah. And I love talking about stuff like that today because I just I feel like everybody just wants a sense that like they're not alone. That's what it is. That's the, the thing that has affected me the most listening to people talk it, and why I like doing this is that people go, oh, I'm not the only person that thinks like that. Whatever like, whatever it is. Wh- that's all the crazy yeah. thoughts you have, dude. It's like someone else has thought like that. Yeah, and, and survived. Exa- someone has survived yeah. and gotten through it. Yeah. And it's nice to know that. And then, you know, you can, because people want to feel like individuals but they don't want to feel too much like individuals because then they feel like, oh, I'm crazy and right. no one's like me. Or a loser or humiliated or like a freak. How am I ever going to get through this? Totally. Am I the ugliest person in the world? Yeah. And then you find out that, you know, someone else's fiance left her by jumping off a building because he hated her so much. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, well, okay. mine is still paying me back for the engagement party, so at least I can get that. You he know? did pay me back. Um, but yeah, I know tons of people that have yeah. um, been left by their fiance or have left their fiance. Or I know tons of people have been married for a year and then ended their relationship. Um, that scares me a lot. I'm going to be honest that there's one of the things that scares me the most, the most with relationships is how many relationships I see end and then I go like, how do you know if you're making the right move? You don't. You don't. No, no, no. And I know that's the answer. Yeah. But that's one of the biggest things for me that I, that is something that I know about me mm-hmm. is that I get scared and I always find all the reasons as to why it can't work. I mean, it's, it's a scary thing loving another person. And yeah. I think that everybody like looked at my relationship with that guy was like, they really love each other. They like really get along. Like he still is probably the best relationship I've ever had in terms of like respecting another person. And How long were you guys together? Three and a half years. Okay. We lived together almost the whole time. 
What were the signs that you look back on now that you go, oh, that was very obvious? He could never get his life together. I mean, he just jumped from job to job to job, and he it was like one pipe dream after the next, and I constantly tried to like be a cheerleader for him and be proud of him, but it like almost made it worse. It like emasculated him that like I thought okay. he needed my help in some way. And like somebody who doesn't really have like much of a path in life and can't figure out like what makes them happy and successful also like leads to other problems. You know, he didn't ever have any money. He had a hard time maintaining friendships. He had a hard time being excited about hobbies because he wasn't excited about other things in his life. And that becomes like a real, a real cyclical problem. And mm-hmm. I was three, I am three years older than him mm-hmm. and I was doing really well in my career and I was succeeding and succeeding. And I think it's hard to watch your partner succeed as as a man sometimes especially and, as a man because yes. your ego gets in, involved yes. and you know like we said you're told that you have to be the provider i mean and i will say a lot of men like to be the provider it's i think of a course. lot of it is wired into our dna that we yeah. go this is our purpose that's what we like doing yeah. because we like yes I, I would say being a father is definitely a big purpose for a lot of men but uh being the provider I think is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, when you can't do that, then you're like, well, what am I doing? What's my worth and my value? Exactly. And totally. if you can't move, if you can't, you know, again, pull back and then take a look at how you're thinking about something and go, wait a second, just because I'm doing poorly doesn't mean I should wreck the one stable thing in my life, Yeah. which I think people do. The shit isn't going well. And then they look and they go, oh, my relation, I got to get rid of the relationship and then focus more on me. Totally. You know? I think that because I was making more money and I was more successful and maybe more stable, I think that he was afraid to like challenge me and fight with me. So I just the thought I was dynamic. right all the time. Yeah. I just thought that he was never mad at me and that everything I thought was fine. <laughs> like, this is fucking amazing. This is great. We just got along yeah. so well, but like I didn't realize that like he just wasn't telling me when he was upset about stuff and he doesn't, he didn't challenge me when he was pissed off about stuff oh. because he was like, she's better than me. You know, Fuck, that's sad. Yeah, I, I hate what he did. I hate how he did oh, it. Of course, but I don't hate him for it. And mm-hmm. I understand the anxiety that builds up in a person. And no, it's it's really horrible the way that he left me and what he did to me. But I get it looking back, like that it wasn't good for either of us, and I wasn't happy either. Like I didn't want to be with somebody that, quite honestly, I didn't really respect. I wasn't proud of. It didn't like. Oh, you had those inklings of like I don't really. Can't yeah. embarrass me. Like I yeah. remember, like you know, we would like be at parties with friends, and like everybody was like doing cool shit and ex- doing exciting things, and he like wasn't. And yeah, today, yeah. today, I don't think I would care. I think that like I'm more evolved, also, and I need different things. Mm-hmm. At twenty seven, twenty eight, I was like, I need somebody who makes a lot of money, who's a good provider, who's yeah. better than me at all these things, and I, I don't know that I need those things today. But then I did very much and I was wanted those like traditional gender roles and things like that and I just was disappointed all the time and I was bored and I was annoyed and like we couldn't travel we didn't have any money like I just it pissed me off and it annoyed me to be totally honest and I probably wasn't very nice about it Mm -hmm. you know I probably did not act as kind and understanding as I should have yeah and you know maybe you you realize I mean you can't see video of how you were in the relationship (laughs) but you know you probably know oh I I could have there's a lot of things you can do and that's one of the good things about having a relationship is 
learning from the mistakes you made to be like, all right, this is how I'm not going to fuck it up yeah. the next time. Yeah. And, and I look back at how my life would have been and I would have been a wife and a mother and those are great things to be. But be I here. wouldn't be yeah. what I'm doing now. And I, I think that I'm so proud of what this has done and how it's helped me grow. And I know that he's listened to the show and mm -hmm. I've seen him like once or twice. I've seen him three times in the last like two years. And like, we're not a match. And like when I'm around him, it's like so obvious that like we shouldn't have ever been together. And he has a life that he's much more comfortable with that I wouldn't have been comfortable with. And I'm happy yeah. for him. Like I'm happy for him that he has the life that he has. I would not have wanted to be involved in that life necessarily. You were just so... Um in that mindset of getting married, everyone's getting married, I'm engaged, I'm mm -hmm. going to be just like all my, that you were potentially ignoring some things that, what would you say to someone that is potentially in a similar situation who maybe in the back of their minds, in their gut knows that maybe they don't need to end their relationship, but they at least need to speak to their partner and talk about things before it goes that route what would what do you think is a way to start it off because i know you weren't able to do it with him but there might be places that you saw oh i i could have asked to talk then or i could have mm -hmm. is there anything i think it's just important to always take temperature checks with your partner like mm -hmm. do you feel happy are you happy in this relationship you know do you feel like i'm being a good partner to you and i think it's hard to have those conversations when you think things are really good because it's like a weird awkward thing because yeah, they're like Wait, are you not happy? Right. Yeah. And you can also put the idea in somebody's mind, like, hey, I'd like to have this conversation at some point. Like, you don't need to spring it on a person and be like, we're talking about this now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, when you're having, like, a drink, you could be like, I hope that you're happy. I'm really happy. But, like, I hope that you know that, like, if things are bothering you, it's really important to me we talk about those things. And yeah. it's important to not wait until you are so upset. And, like, I get so many emails from girls that are just, like, he blindsided me. And men always wait for a birthday, a vacation, a holiday, some, like, do or die kind of situation because to, like, jolt them into making the decision. Because it's men think you're they're going to, like, hurt, you're not going to hurt somebody's feelings by telling them how you feel. You're going to hurt yeah, their feelings. Yeah, we always feel really bad like we're going to break you. Yes. And, like, we're going to fuck it up. Yes. And then we're going to be the piece of shit. Yes. And I never wait for the birthday to do it uh, before. I go, oh, it's her birthday. I have to wait until at least two weeks after. Right. So then you prolong it. Yes. And that's why, dude, if you're in a relationship right now and you think you need to end it, end that shit because mm -hmm. it's getting to... Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. <laughs> right. And if you're like me or like a lot of guys, you're just going to keep prolonging it through all of them because you're like, I got to get through the holidays. Yeah. And that shit sucks when you don't want to be there. Because let's be honest, most of the time, we don't like our partner's family because we don't even like our family. So right. it's like, right. I just think nobody wants to be like the guy that left his girlfriend the day after Thanksgiving, yes. the day after their birthday. But I think that like- it's never a, a right time. Right. But- I've I've had to have those tough conversations. I, I had to have one pretty recently where I said to somebody, I just don't see a romantic future between us. No hard feelings, but like we're going to go our separate ways. Mm -hmm. Nobody's in the moment. People are going to be mad at you for that. But long term, nobody's going to be mad at you for respecting them enough to just say those things. And yeah, maybe a girl will go a little bit nuts. And maybe she'll be like, how could you do this? And where is this? Come? Just take it. It's going to be fine. Just take it for an hour or two. It's coming from a place of hurt, dude. Yes. And not everybody knows how to react to hurt in the best way possible. Well, your brain at that point is like, right. I need to protect myself. Fuck this person. In front of me. <laughs> right. And honestly... That's completely understandable and how we all work. Yes. Some people feel emotions 
hard. And I also, I also personally think women feel emotions stronger than men. They do, but that's why women talk about them more, and that's why men yes. typically blindside women. Women don't blindside men as much, like with a breakup. Yes. And I think that like it feels so shitty when like somebody leaves you and you weren't expecting it, and they have been tallying things up about you for mm-hmm. months and months. And when you feel blindsided by somebody leaving you, women, it, you're not. It wasn't a blindside. They've been thinking about it for months but they haven't mentioned yes. it, you know? Yes. And you're tallying up all these things that like annoy you about the person. And that's not fair to like live in this ignorant bliss, you know, because you're not a mind reader. Yes, not at all. But like, man, yeah, it's hard. You think you're going to like break us. You think you're going to like really harm us by saying those things. But I have always respected somebody saying those things to me. Mm-hmm. It really hurts in the moment. But long term, like I'm better off for it. You're more, yeah. Do you, um, would you rather over the phone or in person? Depends on the length of the relationship. Okay. What's, uh, so we think one to three months phone is okay? Length and depth of a relationship. So, okay. like, how long his dick is? Yes. And, and how deep your pussy is. <laughs> how deep your cave is. No, okay. How, yeah. How, yes. If you've been to your grandmother's funeral right. and then also a wedding and you've said, I love you, do it in person. I've had some relationships that are three months long that are really deep and meaningful and special. I've had ones that don't mean anything to me. I've, you know, mm-hmm. so length, sort of, I mean, whatever you think is a pro, I don't think text messages are ever appropriate. I think at least a phone call. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, I went on three dates with somebody recently and I sent a text. Because I just, I didn't need to that have a phone conversation. And we didn't have like some deep, meaningful relationship. We had like three nights out where we drank and make out. We, we didn't even sleep. We didn't sleep together. Yes. I also think it's a little bit of a an ego thing when you go, you're not even going to call me. You're not going to meet right. me in person. It's like, no. I'm just, I'm breaking up with you. So right. like, no matter which way I do it, it's, it's still happening. Right. So yeah, there was one person, the person that, uh, that I split up with in, in March, um, we had been seeing each other for like three months and we there was no I love you or anything, but it was like decently uh semi serious. Intimate relationship. Definitely intimate. Yeah. Um and I we were talking and then I called her. It was like it was a thing where we were texting back and forth mm-hmm. and I was like, I just gotta call you to like say this last part. And then I told my friend, and he's like, Damn dude, you didn't go see her? And like she lived deep in the Bronx. And I was like, dude. You're telling me you wanted me to take a train all the way out to see her, have her think I was just coming out to see her, end it, and then get back on a fucking train and be like, all right, bye. Uh-huh. I even think she would be like, why the fuck did you come out here? Right. You know? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to think how I would want to be broken up with. Like, the relationship I ended at the end of the summer mm-hmm. was long distance. So, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't. I couldn't do it in person, but um, we started breaking up over the phone where I was sort of, I, I mean, I said to him, like, I want to kind of take a temperature check and see, like, what's going on here. And Temperature he, check's a really good name for it. I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was just like, hey, things feel, like, a little off, and I'm not, like, loving the vibe, and uh-huh. I just want to see take a temperature check, see kind of where you're at. And he kind of hit me with, you know, what do you think the future looks like? You know, you don't live here. You're never going to move here. I'm probably not going to ever move there. So, like, let's talk about what that... Let's have, like, a real conversation about what the relationship looks like. I had like. something like that over summer, too. Yeah. And I I was, like, pretty hurt in the moment. I got off the phone, and I was like, okay, well, what does this look like? And I don't know. And I was, like, I cried all day, and I was really sad. I woke up the next morning, and I felt very clear that, like, there wasn't a romantic future, and I was not going to move heaven and earth for this person, and it was not somebody who I was probably ever going to be in love with. And so I wrote him an email and said that. And I, Oh, wait. You guys hadn't fully broken up? 
No, we got off the phone just sort of being like, hey, let's... And that weird, let's think about it. Let's oh, okay. think about it. And I, I still think let's think about it means like... We're done. We're, this is over. No, but I, I still wanted to be like respectful and put a pin in it and just be like, mm-hmm. this is how I feel and I'm never going to change my mind kind of thing. I think email is exactly the same as a letter, but we give it less value because it's electronic. I think it's fine. I don't but want a letter. Like, I don't want a No, but letter. I'm saying like... No, I think, but you think about someone goes like, if someone says, oh, they sent me a letter uh-huh. or oh, they sent me an email, an email is like half off of JCPenney and a letter is like, my dearest. I don't want that. Yeah, no, I don't want a handwritten I'm letter. I'm not even saying for breakup. I'm yeah. saying in general, but yeah. like an email, email I think is, is, is better than. I thought it was well thought out. I thought it was not super emotional. It was short. It was concise. I thought it was really respectful and complimentary. I said, I feel super lucky to know you. Um, I just don't see this like long-term working out. That's good. That's the. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, those things are super uncomfortable to do. It sucks, but like you got to do it, and like long term, like people will be happy that you did that for them. Yeah, people are just prolonging that shitty feeling of the breakup. Yeah, just rip the bandaid off. But it sucks. It's got to happen. Yeah, or else you know. And I think a lot of times, like partially, like when you feel like you want to end things, like the other person is thinking about it a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. there's sometimes that they don't, and that's (laughs) when you kind of are like. Maybe I'll wait a week until they do. Yeah. But, but yeah. But no, you need to do the. Te- I think temperature check is a real good way to, because even if someone has never done that, mm-hmm. they understand the uh, idea of it. So they're like, I know what the concept of a temperature check is. Mm-hmm. So I'm here for whatever that really means. Instead of more like. Hey, we need to talk. You know what I mean? And maybe it'll go better than you think it will. I had a friend who like was, I think, a little struggling with his relationship with his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I think he thought that she wanted it to move faster than it was moving. And he was like, I'm not here for it. I don't want to do it. And he had sort of like a, not a breakup talk, but like a serious talk. And she was like, I'm not in a rush. I'm fine. I'm happy where things are. I feel good. And he was like, it actually like helped us. Because, like, I realized that, like, maybe I was in my head about how serious this was. Yeah. And the things yeah, were yeah. fine. And, like, they're fine now. There have been times where I'm, like, freaking out about stuff. Yeah. And I, like, to a girl. And she's like, I'm not, I'm good. Like, I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm fine. Yeah. Not I'm all like, women are so crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we, I mean. And sometimes we are. Yeah. And sometimes fucking guys are. Yeah. And, or we're pieces of shit. And, hey, man, at the, the end time. of the day, most of the time, <laughs> take each guy as he comes, take each woman as she comes, and then maybe every now and then you'll get a security guard with a nine-inch dick. You know what I mean? That's... I got it. That's... Yeah, oh, yeah, she got it. The way that you just... Got it a lot of times. The way you just blew out was how I think you prepared yourself the first time. You're like, deep breaths. Whew, okay, I can do this. Like, I've been here before. Like, yeah. I should be able to do this. What's the biggest you've ever had? Uh, yeah. Think? Yeah? Yeah. Damn. Was he bald? Yeah. Of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I Lots knew it. Of facial hair. Yes. Bald. Yes. Just big guy. Oh he's built like you, you, but like a little broader. He's big. Oh my god. I'm imagining you being like just climbing. <laughs> like yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> How did you guess that? Because he's a security just, guard. That's what they all look like. Yeah. It just. I can see. Number one, we've all. I, Every guy listening has probably seen that guy in porn somewhere. <laughs> but like we've all seen that guy. There's certain guys that you look at and you're like, yeah, he's got a big dick. Like there's just he's so serious. I yes, was like he's that so guy serious. Sucks. Exactly. All he's thinking because most of the blood is still in his brain and he and it's still in his dick and he's like just thinking about if he can fuck. <laughs> Those are the guys that if I don't get I don't get insecure about a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get jealous at all. 
But if I was with my girl and she looked at that guy, I'd be fucking tight. Yeah. I'd be like, he's going to tell my girl. I'd be like, stop looking at him and his fucking beast <laughs> in his pants that I know you are. That's why, dude, that's why the next girl that I'm with. You can't compete with that. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I can compete in terms of overall, sure, but, but my piece in general, there's no comparison. Six foot four, covered in tattoos, two full sleeves, bald with a beard. No one can compete with that. No, that's that, so beautiful. That guy's made for it. You know Hot, what I mean? Yeah. And and are we going to talk about talk to him about Dostoevsky? No, Dostoevsky. No, but we'll talk to him about fucking for sure. He was smart. He was. He oh was. He was actually delightful. No, here's the thing. You're not so really <laughs> funny and like smart and wonderful to be around. And like, I like a guy. I, I realize, listen, I, I don't have a type, but like he made me work for it a little bit. And I like that. Well, guys, some dudes are better than others. <laughs> and Raina definitely found him. I did. That guy. Yeah. Oh, well, next time you go, uh, go down South, you're going to have to see. Wait, was in the South? It was in Charleston. Oh, so do you have a Southern accent? Like slightly, just a I, bit. I doesn't okay. turn me on. I don't. I don't I'll like say it. A tiny bit could be a little charming. Right? Like a, the tiny, like you could almost not hear it. Ah, uh, okay. I don't. It's, it's really you not just a turn said on for me. And instead of saying pen, he said pen. I say y'all. Like that. Yeah, I'm from Pittsburgh, and I say y'all. That's weird. I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Y'all's nice. I say like all y'all. Everyone should say y'all. I say y'all. Y'all's fun. I say it all the time. It's easier. I love it. I don't say it in New York, but you, I say it all. All of you? No, just well, say y'all. What are y'all doing? Yeah. What are you guys? Yeah. Instead of yeah. What are you guys doing now, man? Just say y'all. What are y'all? Yeah. Good. I like it. It, it feels, feels great. good. And on that note, we just did two hours, all right? Oh, my God. feels good. Damn, I've been here forever. What I tell you? I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go home. She's sweating. I am. I'm hot. Whew. Did you do anything last night that you're feeling tired about? I talked to the security guard. <laughs> and by talk, was there... Was there, just like was, a little was dirty charged? talk, or just a little bit, just okay. a little dirty talk. Oh man, just enough um, to get you charged up, and then yeah, I just I, I'm a big fan of some dirty talk, some sexting, big fan. Okay, sex. Are we talking about pictures, or we just do the? I just need words. Got it. Yeah, words. Sex. That's all you need. That gets you enough. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Wow, that's good. You are a little fireball. Damn. Yeah. It's like I'm fine. That's what I'm saying. Death, dude. When people are like, dude, why do you always go for short girls? That's short. why. Thank you. Short girls usually the crazy ones. Yeah. The, oh, they are definitely the crazy <laughs> ones. But it makes it a lot more interesting. All right. Raina, where can people find you? Uh my show is called Girls Gotta Eat Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's Girls Gotta Eat Podcast on Instagram. And uh you can come to all of our live shows, girls gotta eat podcast.com for mm-hmm. all live shows. Um we're gonna be in New York, Chicago, DC, Boston. They're all sold out, so you can't get tickets. But uh DC, one of the shows is not sold out. Okay, guys, you hear that? It's a flex. Flexing. It's a hard flex. She flexed on me so hard. And uh Raina and she Doc- knows I like it. Okay. Yeah, I know. I can mm-hmm. feel it. And then Raina.greenberg on Instagram. Beautiful. And that's it. That's where you find me. That's amazing. Guys, listen to her show. It's great. I suggest um, the Schultz episode because um, I know my fans will probably like that. But all of them, they're all good. She, they focus on a bunch of different topics. And as you guys heard today, uh, she knows her shit. Thanks. All right. This is fun. Thanks, thank you so much for doing Thanks it. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to you soon, Psychos. See you later. <laughs>